Hello listeners, welcome to the University Malaya Toastmaster Club podcast. Today's episode is the recording of a meeting with a theme Among Us, conducted by Toastmaster Kao as a Toastmaster of the evening, happening on 19th of October 2020. Please enjoy the recording and I'll meet you again at the end of the episode. On your camera when, if you feel comfortable so that we can feel your presence tonight. Third of all is that you can use the emotion icon. Um, it's a feature by Zoom to show some encouragement like a clap or laughing emoji to show encouragement for our speakers tonight. And just some disclaimer for the non, non-Toastmasters guests. Usually we will have around 17 to 20 participants per meeting. But for tonight, we have extra um, guests tonight. From Most of them are freshies and You all are invited to the meeting via the Siswa mail or the virtual online booth. So welcome. And all of tonight's meeting are as usual, except for the exclusive speech session. That's for you to learn more about Toastmasters. It don't happen usually. And we plan it today just for you to learn more about Toastmasters. And last one is that you can participate in the table topic session later and also interact within the meeting. You can do anything you want, and I hope you can have fun tonight and learn more about Toastmasters and hopefully improve your public speaking skills. All right, so that's it for the disclaimer and the house rules. And now is the president's speech. Hello, everyone. I'm Benjamin. I'm the president of UM Toastmasters Club. I'm a third year student. So it's my third year first time also. And Welcome again to tonight's meeting. And today is quite a special occasion. As you can see, we have around 49. We have 49 participants at the moment. And we are expecting more from uh, the freshies. So tonight is very special since it has been a long time since we have so many guests um, visiting our club. It's a pleasure to have you all tonight. And first of all, I hope you all are well and I hope The new semester starts well with your online classes. Hopefully you didn't fall asleep with the online classes and at least you get to know about your classmates. I hope. But I believe online classes, they don't have this kind of physical, I mean, video, video session with your classmates. So I don't think you even know how your classmates looks like. So tonight, at least you get to see some people from UM. And all right, so just a clarification before we start the meeting. So for every meeting, right, we will have a team to make the meeting more fun and interactive. And for tonight, our team is among us, as you can see from the agenda. So I believe most of you have played the game among us. And if you haven't, it's a popular game in the younger generation. <laughs> Sean, I think Sean haven't played. <laughs> I mean, it's... Quite popular among the younger generation, like maybe the 90. I think it's popular. I forgot, but I, I did play it before. And yeah, so if you personally love the, that game, do try out the table topics later, okay? And if you are still shy, no worries. You can still spectate and sit back just to look at how our speakers speak and hopefully you'll learn something from them. And before I start, I would like to acknowledge some 
guests that we have today that volunteered their time for our meeting. First of all, it's Mohua. Mohua is from SKLHAU, Mandarin Toastmasters, and he's the exclusive speaker for tonight. And he's going to share about the Toastmasters pathway in brief for you guys to learn more about it. Then next we have uh, Sun Lee from Maisa Toastmasters and also Kim from Tasi and Dinesh from Sunway Toastmasters. So as you can see, we Toastmasters mingle around by going to other's clubs and other people will come to our club so that we can have, we can have some social connection around. So that's it for the acknowledgement of guests. Without further ado, let me pass the floor to our Toastmasters of evening tonight to host the meeting. Toastmasters of evening is actually the MC for the night. So let's, let us pass the Zoom to Carl. Is Carl here yet? If no, then Queen Min, over to you. I'll stand in for now. All right. Thank you to our president, uh, Benjamin Ong. So good evening, everyone. My name is Quimin and I'll be the standing for the Toastmaster of Evening. As I explained earlier, uh, Toastmaster of Evening is an MC. It's like an MC. It's not exactly an MC though. Okay, welcome to meeting 302 and uh, a warm welcome to all of you. First of all, I would like to start off with a statement made by Benjamin. I'm mildly offended that he said the game, the game among us was split is played by the younger generations. I'm mildly offended because I don't play the game and I don't consider myself not young, part of the younger generation. <sighs> so disappointed. I see Yuji give me a boo sign. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> but all right, back to business. Um, today's team is among us. I may not have played the game, but I've seen quite a few videos about it. So, Ben Sass. Hmm. All right. First of all, I would like to go into what Toastmasters is generally about. So, in Toastmasters, we usually, what we do is that we help individuals with the interests of improving their communication skills and also their leadership skills. That is a very layman term that I can put, for, put in, in for everyone. And how it all came about was that it came about in 1924 by this person called Dr. Ralph C. Smedley. And that he wanted to establish this club because at that time, the culture of toasting is quite important in that period. And that is why he founded the first club in Santa Ana, California, US. And right now it has evolved. We are no longer just a club, just toasting. We have, we have evolved a little beyond that. And here we are doing public speaking. As for UM, we were chartered in 2007. The date is 14 April, or was it 18 April? 18 April, 2007. And we have been Quite a strong cup ever since I would like to say that. <laughs> All right, so histories aside, now I'll just invite some people who are playing key roles to this meeting 
So first of all, I would like to invite our general evaluator to introduce her role to all of us. So general evaluator, if you will. Hi, good evening, everyone. I'm suddenly your general evaluator this evening. The role of a general evaluator is to evaluate generally everything that happened during the meeting. And I have a group of people who also will be playing the active role in this meeting, observing the, the, the proceeding, um, also take notes about whether there is any one, um, <laughs> whether there's anyone need to refrain from saying anything, <laughs> and also about timekeeping. Yeah, you will know more about these roles later on. So what I would like to encourage you now, including all the first timers today, please feel free to learn with an open heart and open mind. Be participative because that is the time that you learn more. Right? Back to you, Kuimin. All right, thank you, General Evaluator to Distinguished First Master Sun Lee. So as she explained, she has quite a few hands with her. So one of those hands that I'm going to introduce now is the Grammarian. So let us all invite the Grammarian Kaman to introduce his role. Hello everyone, good evening. My name is Kaman, I'm a member of this club and I'll be playing the role as the Grammarian. Basically as the Grammarian, my role is to take charge of the language evaluation in this club. I'll take notes of any good usage of language spoken from members and spoken from anyone in this meeting and also take note on any uh, improvements that can be made in terms of your structure, in terms of your grammar and in terms of your vocabulary. And in every meeting, as a grammarian, we are the ones who set the word of the day as well. So in every meeting, you are encouraged to use the word of the day in the meeting. So today with the team among us, our word of today is collaborate. Everyone is collaborate. Collaborate means to work or cooperate, cooperate jointly for a special purpose. So for example, in the agenda, as you can see, the crewmates collaborated to complete all their tasks while exposing the imposter among them. So in the speech later, and also for the table topics, the short impromptu speeches, please use the word collaborate. With that, thank you. Back to you, Toastmaster, on the evening. All right, thank you to our grammarian, Kaman. Next up, I would like to invite the next person that will collab be collaborating in the effort of the evaluation, which is none other than the role of the R-counter. Now, let us invite our R-counter, who is Faris. So, Faris, Toastmaster Faris, if you will. Thank you, Guimin. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Faris, and today, my role as our counter is basically like grammarian, but I'm a bit different because I noted the words or sound that is being used as filler words, such as uh, we, when we speak, we use a lot of R, um, and er. And I also noted, noted the words such as that is being repeated, such as I, I, or I think, I think. And finally, I also noted the word that, uh, uh, like, uh, that is often used, such as and, so well, but so and you know, and this word is being overused, and I think that's all. Back to you, Toastmaster Evening. All right, thank you, Toastmaster Faris, for his description of his role as the R counter. 
And the last pair of hands that will be helping the general evaluator is the timer. So let's invite the timer to introduce his role to the rest of us. Toastmaster Helen, please introduce your role. Thank you, Toastmaster of the evening. Greetings, everyone, fellow Toastmaster and guests. I'm Helen. As timer, I will time every speaker, and at the end of the meeting, I will present my timer report. Thank you. Back to you, Toastmaster of the evening. Thank you to our timer, Helen. So you have three roles, uh, actually four right now. You have the grammarian, who is the language teacher, your art counter, who will be listening to the arms. Please do not count that just now, Paris. <laughs> that does not count, that is just giving examples. And then we have the timer who will make sure that we keep on to the schedule that has been promptly posted by our pre president in the chat box and also in the group chat uh, much earlier. And then we have the general evaluator who will be evaluating the entire thing. So that is the sum up of the four rows just now. And our actual Toastmaster of Evening is back with us. So I would like to pass the floor and the control back to him. So now let's invite the actual Toastmaster of Evening, Kao Yang. Thank you very much for the introduction. So uh, right now we're, we're done with the introduction and uh, we're moving on to the first exciting part of the meeting, which would be the table topics session. Now, the table topics session uh, will be conducted by a table topics master. And this table topics master is none other than Toastmaster Yuqin. So a big round of applause to Toastmaster Yuqin, please. So with that, uh, I would like to pass control to our table topic master of the evening. Take it away, Yuqin. Thank you. Thank you, our Toastmaster of the evening. So this is the first session of the meeting, which is called Table Topics Sessions. So while all of us is having our laptop on the table, so this so-called Table Topics. So jokes aside, what's, what's about these sessions, right? Um, basically, I will prepare five topics or five to six topics for you guys to volunteer. And then you guys have to pick one of the topics and then speak within one to two minutes. So if let's say um, you think this topic is very, very difficult, no worries. Just take your time, be there and think. You can take whatever time that before you're starting your speech. So the purpose of this session right, is for the Toastmaster and guests to think faster and think on your feet so um, when we can, this, this is a very useful session, especially you will go for interviews, right? So it really helps us to our fast thinking skills. And also um, it boosts our creativity and how we articulate within the topics, around the topics and outside the topic. So for fellow Toastmaster and guests, once you get the topics, if you're not familiar, you can just play around within the topics. As long as you, you speak, within one to two minutes. So, uh, I have my timer along to help me. If there's one, uh, so if there's one minute, they will show out the green light. And then one to two, one minute and 30 seconds, you will see his background will be yellow. And then two minutes, his background will be red color. So, um, 
let us begin the sessions. But uh, I would hope that the first volunteer can uh, actually be an experienced Toastmaster so that it can be uh, uh, what's so called a demonstration for the guests to get um, overall understandings of how this table topic session is going to work. So I'm going to share my slides with you uh, regarding my topic. So can host I'll share my slide. Okay. So I understand that right. Uh, most of the most of the guests are freshy. So I was once freshy also. So I've listed out that some of the places or some of the food that you must eat uh, during the university time. So in order to one. If you want to know about more about the places and more about food, right? Please pick the topic, and we'll give you some hints or some tips, like things you must do in UM. So, um, I realized that some of when I in when I was in university, right, I don't know about those privilege student privilege, and I don't know where should I go for lepa or hanging out with my friends. So, once you give the topics, you pick the topic. I will tell you what should do. So, Shai, you are the first volunteer. First volunteer. Okay, I'm the uh, so I will volunteer myself. Okay, okay. I heard Kui Ming say you volunteer yourself. So, which one you would like to choose? Uh, I, I will have the Zaba library because that's the one that I will go to more frequently than the rest. Okay, so for the benefits of guests or uh, those Toastmaster guests, right, that uh, didn't stay, uh, come to UM before, Zaba Library actually is one of the most Instagramable library in UM. <sighs> and uh, it is in our Faculty of Accountancy and Business. So it's quite near for those who study business accountings or we can actually come in here. So Kuiming, your table, your topic is should library open 24 hours? Should library open 24 hours? Queen the Zoom is yours. Should libraries open for 24 hours? My response is yes, if you use the library for what it is. For, for what its purpose is for. And as a fourth year student right now, I've seen what the library has been used for other than its original intended purpose. In UM, we have a library, actually a zone of part of the library, which is called the 24 hours area, or we in the local students will call just 24 hours. That place doesn't really play its actual role that much. The role, I believe the role that is intended to play is for students to have a place for a fruitful discussion. However, I do come, it did come to my knowledge that that particular area doesn't really foster fruitful discussions when it comes to late nights. Some people even slept in there. So should libraries kept at for 24 hours? If you are using the resources as intended, 
Definitely yes, because it's going to help you in your progress of work. However, if you are using it for other purposes like sleeping, talking to your friends, then I would suggest you to move to somewhere else where that place is built for safe purposes. For example, if you like to talk, the cafe is for you. If you like to sleep, go back to your bedroom, go back to your hostel because that is what it is built for. The library, the 24-hour zone, is built for the purpose of fostering great minds and intellectual contributions to a brighter future. I hope that you will find more purposeful collaborations in those areas where libraries is built for. That's all from me. Back to you, Table Topic Master. Thank you, Toastmaster Kuiming. I like your idea how you mentioned that we should use our library on its purpose, like not use as a open space to do other things, which I sort of quite agree. Yeah, so if you want to know other, want to find other place for other purpose, I can recommend you and please DM me. So yeah, so basically for the uh, any new to Toastmaster, right? This is basically how table topic sessions is. So you basically pick a pick a topic, and I give you the topic. So you can just uh, take your time to think before deliver your speech. Yeah. So I hope that you guys can uh, feel free to join if you are ready. So next comes to our second uh, table topic speaker. So I would like to share. Yeah. Anyone, so if you, you can type on your chat room also, if you shy to voice out your name, you can say, oh, hi, I would like to give it a try. Second breath, so. If you, want, if you want to know more about the secrets of uh, University of Malaya, you have to try this. I saw Mingkang. Never been to UM. Yeah, this is a virtual troll to UMs. Alright, I will try this. Alright, so which one you want okay. to go? Um I want to go everywhere actually. <laughs> swimming pool maybe? Oh, swimming pool. Yeah. Swimming pool. Um, okay, for swimming pool, right? Swimming. You are University of Malaya students. You can come to this swimming pool for free. Even best, right? If you are female, we have special sessions for female swimming. So no need to be shy or anything. So I actually spot few good-looking guy there when I was there. So your topic... I want good-looking girl. I don't want good-looking guy. <laughs> Cannot. We have, um, yeah, uh, actually, Wednesday night is uh, for only open for women only. I come back to the topic, swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Ming Kang, your topic is I love sport. I love sport, uh... Ming Kang. The zoom is yours. I love sports. Uh, I love sports. Uh. Any sports or just swimming? Anything. 
Okay. Should I start now or I have time to prepare? Yeah, you can take your time, think I, first. Or uh, once you're ready, you can just uh, give your speech. I think I will start now. I just tembak tembak. So good evening, everyone. Actually, my name is Min Kang, and I'm been here to give a speech. Actually, this is my only my second time in my life that I give a table topics. Um, so about the topic, I love sports. In this one to two minutes, I would like to share with you about what sports do I like, and I think that's enough. So I like playing badminton and swimming, of course. I like playing bowling with friends. Badminton is my number one sport, although I've never been to any professional training or competition and I just play badminton for casual with my friends like every weekend we will play at badminton hall so I don't know if University of Malaya have this badminton hall but if it has I will definitely go there and play so for me sports is um, activities that you can distress yourself after studying for like Monday to Friday, especially for me, which I, this is my first sem actually, first semester in University of Malaya. And I've taken 22 credits hour. So my class will be full from Monday until Friday. So Sunday and Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, are the days for me to do my sports, like playing badminton. So I think sports is a very good activity to distress yourself other than playing games like Among Us. So I love sports. I think everyone loves sports, whether it's esports or the, the non-esports, simply called sports, I guess. So I think that's from me. Thank you. Thank you, Minkang. I like All the way right. that how yeah how you say that mentions that you tone down and then you mentions that which kind of uh, sports that you like. But uh, FYI, if you looking for a badminton court in University of Malaya, right after this COVID thing, you get a chance to UM. Uh, if not mistaken, I think College Nine, the Nine Residential College has a badminton court, but uh, usually it's been fully booked. So what we usually did, uh, like uh, we actually go for outside and rent the badminton court, which is not not so expensive. Also, yeah. So a good try. And, All right. Uh, thanks for the information. Yeah. Uh, so um, let us welcome. Oh, I gotta share my slide. Yeah, so any third volunteer? Hi, uh, may I try? Yeah, Ken. So you are. Can't really see. So I heard someone saying. I'm Kenneth. Ah, Kenneth, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, 
pick one of the photos. So maybe I will choose the. Sorry. Uh, roti banjo. Okay, roti banjo. Roti banjo. Okay, this is something that uh, I would like to recommend all of you to pay a visit. Also, it's very near to UM. It's at Bangsa, so it's very cheap. These kind of things, right? If once you eat, you can like stand until lunch. So, if not mistaken, I think if you guys get a chance to UM, Twelve College has one. Yeah. So, Kenneth, your topic is my favorite breakfast. My favorite breakfast, Kenneth. The Zoom is yours. Right. I'm one of the undergraduates in the 12th college or so. And then I heard that this food, which is the roti panja, is one of the famous food in 12th college, right? If I'm not mistaken. So to be honest, I haven't tried before the taste of the roti banjo before, even though I'm, I'm now staying in Penang, which is a food paradise in Malaysia. So if I have the chance, I would like to try out all the best breakfast in one of the best college in University of Malaya. I heard that there are some food like roti banjo or even nasi lemak, by eggs um, and many more yeah because I believe that many of my seniors told me where to put the hostel condition in KK in the 12th college is the best so I need to conclude my topic today the most favorite breakfast for me is of course roti banjir why I love the eggs. I love where the egg yolk flowed out when I use a fork to pick it. I love where the egg yolk just cover my my roti so that the roti tastes very, very scrumptious. All right, that's all for me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I really like that. Yeah, we share the same taste of roti. So maybe after this MCO, we can host a roti banjo Toastmaster meetings. Yeah, uh, actually the origin place right, is in Bangsa. So uh, the, the Manchi one is very kind. So once they, they, they see us, a very young face, right? And with a student face, right? They'll give us definitely a student price. Some of um, they'll get special discounts with like extra kuih sometimes. So this is like part of my favorite or memorable, uh, part of my favorite memory when I was in UM. So, hey, let's move on to our four speakers. Anyone would like, sorry. Anyone would like to try? Hello. Hi. I'm Kimarfa. Can I try next? Sure. <laughs> I'm volunteering because I have to go for my um, Margaret prayer after this. Uh, so I want to try first before I go. Sure. Right. I'm actually a third year student, but I have only been to two of the places oh, <laughs> that really? is listed here. Yes. No worries. After this meeting, you can tell your friend proudly, I know this place. 
I just know the existence, but I've never been there. <laughs> All right. Um, I like to choose Malaya Art Gallery because I've never been there. All right. Mm-hmm. Malaya Art Gallery. Okay, this is a very, um, I would say, a very artistic place in our Chancellor building. It's located at fifth floor, remember, level five. Okay. So, uh, the entrance is free, no free ticket. Uh, no, uh, no free ticket. <laughs> free. It's free to enter. Free to enter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, time by time, they have different teams. So I once went there, right? They were like designer of a wedding dress. So it was very, very beautiful. Oh. So, um, okay, Kim. Okay, yes. Kim. Yeah. So sure. <laughs> your topic is. My most memorable memory of the orientation. <laughs> I know it's it's like oh a God, far away from you. Already. Yeah. <laughs> Your topic is most memorable memory of the orientations. Keep. Mm-hmm. So the zoom is yours. My orientation days uh, was quite painful and torturous. <laughs> um. Uh. I. My orientation year was in 2019. I'm in my third year. And the most mem- and my most memorable moment was uh, I w- I'm actually from the ninth residential college. And there was this one, uh, I forgot what we call it, but facilitator, PM, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one of our PMs, he was so, um, furious all the time and I do not understand why there was this one time I actually wanted to buy a canned drink at the vending machine and whilst purchasing I just put my coins in there and while waiting for the uh, canned drinks to you know drop so that I could take it he just suddenly shouted who let you buy the drink and I stopped and I looked at him and I was like so we can't we're not supposed to buy drinks and he said are you on break? So I said, yeah. And I just stopped. I swear to God, I almost peed my pants. <laughs> and then he just said, you're not supposed to buy anything. Just sit down. Well, it was actually during break time. And that was when I decided that I hated my college. And I would always hate my college forever. Ninth residential college. Whoever is in here, any freshies in here who's in KK9, uh, turned out so that that was the time when I decided that I hated my college, right? But then after a month, I have learned to love it. So my orientation days, although it was uh, torturous, and that was a painful memory, I would say that that's um that's the most memorable one because I uh, my friends and I still talk about it until today. Thank you. I was a PM before. I was like, ouch. <laughs> I hope you're not one of those PMs who is spreading stuff. Anyway, I promote love and care style. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So yes. Um. Dear comes to the end of our table topic sessions. If you want to know more about uh UM places, right? Feel free to DM me, or we can talk much more during our break hour. Uh, break. Uh, sessions is only t- uh, 10 minutes by the way so uh, let's walk past your word uh, by 
uh, using the pool over there, they already pop up. So with that, I shall pass my stage to our Toastmaster of the evening, Tao Yang. Thank you very much to our table topping master, Yu Chin. A big round of applause to Toastmaster Yu Chin, please. Well done. So right now we have entered our break time, but before that, we're going to get a quick session for group photo. So for group photo, um, it is our tradition to at least show your videos and enable it. This way we will get a quick uh, glimpse of who our guests are as well as to our fellow Toastmasters right here. So uh, please uh, use this next 10 or 20 seconds to enable your video so we can snap a quick uh, snapshot, right? Uh, now, now that we have our uh, COVID-19 season, we'll do it here in, the, um, in Zoom, but uh, usually we'll do it with our actual cameras, all right? I can see uh, almost half of y'all have enabled. If you're a little shy, it's all right. You can turn on at least like some photos of yours and put it as your background. Okay. Uh, okay, we have more than half out now, out of 59 of us, uh, including guests. All right, so um, with that, I would like to uh, ask uh, who is going to take the photo. Uh, I'm going to take a photo myself. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take the photo also. So okay, all right. So uh, let's so, all take a photo together. All right, in three, two, one. Okay, in, in count of three. Three, two, one. All right, another post with funny faces. All right, three, two, one. Okay, we have done with the photo session, and all we right. are going for a break for five minutes. Thank you very much. So uh, right now we're entering our break. Uh, in five minutes time, uh, we'll be returning to the following session, which is the exclusive speech session for today. Uh, the time to return is 7.47. Y'all can all go to your personal bathrooms. In the meantime, uh, for those who are still with us, you're free to chat and ask any questions uh, to any of us seniors right here. Or uh, if you have any curious questions about Toastmasters, you can leave a message uh, in the chat or you can, you know, talk to us right here. Ask me, ask me. You can ask any of us if we're single or we're taken. You see, where's your favorite dating space? <laughs> I got a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I got a lot. So in UM, right? Uh, uh, I'm not sure that any one of you are from a faculty alum, Bina. Yeah, but I heard that it's band ready. So because a lot of couples went there for dating, but I've never been there before. Disclaimer. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, my usually go-to uh, dating place is uh, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's 24 hours. Where's or, that place in Alabama? Uh, uh, it's a studio for architect students. Yeah, I think it's open 24 the floor. hours, right? The floor, the floor. Yeah, it's, it's open 24 hours. <laughs> the floor, the but floor. I think 
Sometimes I saw people dating. <laughs> I saw some people dating at the Tasik Wasiti at night, at the Pondok. Yeah, lo. Yeah, so many mosquitoes. Oh, so romantic. Oh my god. I know, I know. They say that there's one looking point or something. Uh, Bukit Batu is it or something like that? Bukit, Bukit Cinta. Bukit Cinta. Ah, Bukit Cinta, yeah. Cinta. Where is and that? And the last ah? is uh, Econ Facts. The Econ that one also. The cafe. Ben? So, eh, no, not huh? Ben. Yeah, what? No, no, no. It's community area. Econ Fact. Yeah, Econ Fact. That one that we so-called got a new already. What so-called? Eh? Uh, Phuket something. Forgot already. Near the Econ Fact. Oh, uh, Econ Fact. I don't know. <laughs> ben Sifu, please let us know. No, I, I don't even know where is it. Maybe Lin <laughs> knows. The point is now all not applicable. All of you are cooped up in your own room or back in your hometown. So don't bother. <laughs> bother with it when you're back in the campus. <laughs> no lah, I'm just teasing people so that I know who is the most experienced like like Sibao, Yuchin, like Sibao. all the senpai no, all No lah, experienced one No, no, experienced one lah I'm so oh, no experience. I'm a true proper virgin <laughs> I always stay at 24 hours library and use the library uh, on purpose one I didn't simply use the library one hey, The 24 hours library also many people go there Pato one, uh, many people go there dating one I, I, I use the library knows everything He knows Bukit Cinta, he knows the uh, engineering fact hey, So experienced one. One, one place in PPM also can dating one, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, once you got the heart right, anywhere can be a dating place lah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, you all are uh, don't teach bad stuff, okay? Now, now we're actually postmasters. We're not dating, we're collaborating. Mm. Yeah, we are collaborating. <laughs> collaborating. I give up already, I give up already. We are students. <sighs> All right. Um, we're we're still one more minute until the meeting continues again. Uh, so for those who are still with us, uh, please stand by. And uh, for our speakers, our speakers next will be none other than Jack Ng. So I hope that all of you will be looking forward to a speech by Jack Ng, one of our members here in. University Malaya Toastmasters Club. And with that, uh, my time now says 7.47. Let us all continue, ladies and gentlemen and fellow Toastmasters. For this next part, we're going to have a special Among Us series with the title, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants by our Toastmaster Jeff Ng, uh, DL5EC1. With that, uh, let us invite Toastmaster Jeff Ng, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, Jeff Ng. Thank you so much, Toastmaster of the Evening Cow. 
ladies and gentlemen, especially to my esteemed juniors, and also to distinguished Toastmaster Sunny, and as well as to our Parkways lead Toastmaster Mohua. Thank you so much for dropping by for today's uh, meeting. And I actually uh, was tasked, or rather was invited by Vice President Membership Toastmaster Healing to actually share a little bit about my personal experience as a Toastmaster and why I actually rather conveniently picked this title standing among the shoulders of giants is because that my journey is a very interesting one, right? And I would say these four years in Toastmasters is a, a roller coaster ride for me. And it is also one of the most pivotal and memorable communication and leadership journey in my entire life. Right. So let me begin with the story of four years back when I just a, a postgraduate student, a master, master of science candidate at New Zealand Malaya. So back then, uh, I was a person which, which had led very little self-confidence. I hardly face my eye contact to the audience. And even now, I'm also actually struggling with it, but, uh, but I'm also trying my best to actually convey my message to all of you, right? So back then, I was very timid. I was very shy. And in fact, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of confidence issues, right? Even though I'm a postgraduate student, there are a lot of things that requires me to present my presentation, my assignments, my communication, my communication skills with my, my lecturer, uh, at times also my leadership skills towards uh, managing my project as well as to, you know, to network with my lab mates as well. So back then I was very timid, I was very shy, I do not know what to do. And that's when a friend of mine, which is uh, PM5 Toastmaster Sean King, actually told me about Toastmasters, right? And since then, uh, after the contest at the Muslim Lay itself, where I actually met Kaman and Jackie as well, uh, they are both of them are still here uh, in this today's call as well. So after this, after that particular contest, I actually try my best to actually attempt table topics and the icebreaker speech, and this is where things started to get interesting. The very first time I was actually presenting my icebreaker speech is when Distinguished Toastmaster Sunli is the general evaluator. Time passes very quickly, right? And in fact, when I saw Sunli here today again in this special meeting, I, I vividly remember the moment where I was very encouraged by, by constructive feedback. I was encouraged by my friends surrounding me saying that things can get better and I can be more confident when it comes to my communication and leadership skills, right? So time passed on, and I actually played a lot of interesting roles, communication and leadership roles, being a test speaker, being a contest role player, uh, venturing out at different companies. For example, uh, I was visiting the Telecom Malaysia Toastmasters Club recently, right? So Telecom Malaysia in virtual setting, so Telecom Malaysia, you know, is one of the biggest telco company in Malaysia. And mind you that Toastmasters actually benefits a lot of corporate members as well as the community around their neighborhood. So Telecom Malaysia is one of them. Berjaya UC Toastmasters is also one of them. And in fact, there are a lot of different professions such as the oil and gas companies, uh, Persona Toastmasters Club, 
right, which is also based at the Petronas Twin Towers for those of you who study chemical engineering, right? Um, Bajaya, in terms of hospitality and uh, medical centers, for example, the Malaysian Dental Associations and as well as Institute of Engineering Malaysia. And in fact, the big four of the auditing company, Ernst & Young, Deloitte Malaysia, those companies have Toastmasters and those companies has members benefited from the Toastmasters program, right? So me, back then when I was a very fresh, very new Toastmaster member, I was very excited. I was very passionate. I go around, network with a lot of people. And in fact, this is the point where I, my self-confidence actually boosted a lot. And it's also up to the point whereby I start to share some of my personal stories to some of the members here. Uh, in fact, uh, there are a lot of things when I share my personal stories is during my prepared speech session, right? And one of the things that is very interesting when I'm sharing to them is that superheroes, when we are superheroes, we, are, we have always have a responsibility or a power to manage, right? And I am a, a very big fan of superheroes. And being standing at the shoulders of giants. So this is where I am today. I was a former area director, which is managing four clubs or rather uh, housing a lot of different kinds of a clubs you know, in terms of community and corporate clubs. And even this term, I'm also currently leading as the division director, leading 26 clubs, including the corporate as well as community clubs. And one thing that resonates with me is that when it comes to the leadership skill is that when we handle ourselves, we always use ideas, right? But when it comes to handling people, we always use our heart. So when it comes to leadership skills, there are a lot of things that we learn, right? Communicating is about conveying a message to the audience, to the public, to all of you here today. Leadership is something a little bit more. It's not just about talking, but it's also to learn on how to understand where people come from, right? Their grievances, um, uh, I, I would say their complaints, their feedback, right? And also uh, some, of the, some of their thoughts. So, so I would say, especially in these uncertain times like COVID-19, um, being a leader is, uh, is very fruitful because it actually allows me as a leader to actually understand better on how they think, um, what are the strategies that I can learn, what are the action plans that we can go together as a team, right? And right now today, as being a division director and especially still a member of New Stimulator's Masters Club, I really felt honoured and grateful for the people that I have today, right? Because not only I can collaborate with all of the people that I know of, I can also network with the people that I do not know of and also to foster lasting relationships with them. Yeah. So as a fellow, I would say as a fellow graduate right now, I would say that Toastmasters really gives me a rewarding success in terms of self-development, confidence, and it also allows me to, to gain a lot of leadership skills some, at times I need to unlearn, but at times I also need to relearn, right? That uh, time's up for me already. So that's all from me. If there's any question, let me know. Yeah. Okay. Back to you. Thank you very much to our very own Toastmaster Jeff Ng here in University Malaya Toastmasters Club. Now, some of you guests right here might have noticed that we've thrown in a few acronyms, uh, some letters and then some numbers like a D, L, 5, uh, E, E, C, 1. What are those actually? Well, 
For your kind information here in Toastmasters, we wanted to acknowledge each and every one of our speakers. And to acknowledge that, we give them titles. And these titles, for example, for Jeff Ng's title is DL5, which stands for Dynamic Leadership. And then he also is given the title EC1, which is Effective Coaching 1. These are educational titles that he earned throughout his journey in Toastmasters. You can see more information and the acronyms just down below of the agenda of the day. Now, if you wanted more information on what you can do in Toastmasters, we have invited a very, very special speaker. Now, this speaker is from a different club. Toastmasters is not just limited to University of Malaya itself. We are one big family. And that's why we have our guests right here, all the way from SKLAHA Youth Mandarin Toastmasters Club, who will be speaking on the Pathways Education System in Toastmasters. Now, without wasting any more time, allow me to introduce Mo Hua, who will be sharing Pathways to all of us right here. Toastmaster Mo Hua, take away. Thank you, Toastmaster of the evening. Good evening for the UN Toastmaster Club President Benjamin, Division W Director Jeff Ng, and my fellow friends. So today, I would like to show you all about what is it, this Toastmaster Pathway Program. So let me show you the screen. So, Toastmaster Pathway Program is a project-based educational program which build the real-world skill that you are looking for with a user-friendly online learning experience that you can customize to fit your needs. Let me show you a very short clip to demonstrate what is Pathway all about. Welcome to the Toastmasters Pathways Learning Experience, an exciting, flexible, and interactive way to develop your skill. Can you hear the clip? Yes, yes, we can. Okay, let me continue. And help others in your club develop theirs. Building on Dr. Smedley's original vision and Toastmasters' core competencies, Pathways upholds the club experience while offering new, revitalized educational content that helps you learn communication and leadership skills that address real-world scenarios. Pathways expands on the current education and leadership tracks by offering more than 300 competencies across 59 projects. These projects are divided into 10 specialized learning paths that allow you to tailor your experience to fit your needs and your pace. All of this content is available online, allowing you to learn anytime, anywhere, from your computer, laptop, or tablet through Basecamp. Basecamp is the place where you'll find all of the materials for your learning experience, along with tools for your journey. In Basecamp, you'll be able to share feedback with fellow club members, view badges you've earned, access and save digital speech evaluations, and more. When you first begin Pathways, you'll take an online assessment that will recommend the path that's right for you. 
you'll be able to access your path from your education transcript in Basecamp, where you can view and complete projects. New elective projects, such as write a compelling blog and manage projects successfully, allow you to tailor your learning to meet your interests. Projects in Basecamp include a variety of interactive elements, including questionnaires, quizzes, menus, and expandable content. Educational videos model skills and provide demonstrations of the concepts you are learning. For example, Prepare for an Interview shows effective and ineffective interview techniques. Introduction to Toastmasters Mentoring demonstrates the difference between coaching and mentoring. And Manage Online Meetings provides the best practices and strategies for holding a webinar or another type of online meeting. As you can see, Pathways represents an exciting paradigm shift that brings with it many new learning opportunities. What's more, Pathways will... feel familiar to you because it maintains the things you love about Toastmasters, including your club experience. Pathways is coming to your club soon. Speak to your Pathways guide to make sure you're ready to log in to Basecamp and visit toastmasters.org forward slash pathways to learn more. So, if you are a Toastmaster member, you may log into a website. This website is called the Toastmaster International website. From the website, you can pick a path that fits to you. So all of the paths are designed based on the five core competencies, which namely public speaking, interpersonal skill communication, strategy leadership, management and confidence. So currently for the this educational pathways system, we have 11 paths to be choos chosen. All of the 11 paths you can choose from online. And if you want to select for the printed version, there's five paths for you to choose. So as what you can see from the agenda, we are all the Toastmaster that consists for a lot of different titles. Like just now the Jeff is a dynamic leadership. But for me, I am innovative planning. So all are these 11 paths that are named. From all these names, that usually we can have a briefly write to this path, what are you going to learn all about? So it includes dynamic relationship, effective coaching, engaging humor, innovative planning, leadership development, motivational strategy, persuasive influence, presentation mastery, strategy relationship, team collaboration, and the visionary communication. All are these 11 paths actually are designed based on five core competency. No matter which path you choose, the public speaking and the confidence skill are the skill that you will master during the whole system. Whereas for the other competency, what are you going to learn from this Toastmaster pathway program? For example, 
if if you are a Toastmaster which focus on public speaking and internal personal communication, you can do the project to enhance and master your presentation techniques. You can learn how to use your body language effectively, demonstrate active listening skill, engage an audience, apply motivational techniques, etc., etc. And if you are a person that like managing management, so just now what the video clip show you, you can learn how to conduct an interview. There are SMART goals, build action plans, compose a well-organized speech. If you're keen to learn for some strategic leadership, you learn by accept and apply feedback, give a persuasive speech, develop communications plan, define scope of project, define and map the vision. And somehow, if you are more keen to learn about the internal personal communication and strategy leadership, throughout the project, it will teach you how to define the personal goals, learn the time management, cultivate benefit contact, needs for the change and demonstrate the strong public speaking skill. How are you going to master all these core competencies? It's very simple. Each of the path consists of five levels. Every individual level will have few projects. From all the projects throughout that you learn, you master the competency throughout the whole path. For example, when you learn in the level one, master fundamental, you learn how to do a basic icebreaker and then and be an orator. So we'll focus on the speech writing for basic speech delivery and then provide feedback. When you advance to level two, you start to learn what is your style. Style is referred to your leadership style and your communication style. There are a lot of leadership style and communication style. Every people is different. So you learn to master in which situation, which of the style is fed, best fit to the situation. After that, when you go for the level three, you start to increase more about the knowledge, especially your public speaking. From that, you increase your knowledge of skill specific to your path. When you advance to level four, you start to build your skill, especially the leadership style. The leadership skill you learn that you need to success in your path. You will have the opportunity to explore the new challenge and begin applying what you have learned. And last, when you go to the level five, you demonstrate what is your expertise. You learn how to perform a high performance leadership and etc. etc. 
in this final level, the project will demonstrate to you and show you how you can expertise in the skill that you have learned. You will have the opportunity to apply what you have learned at all the level to accomplish a larger project. And then subsequently at the last, they will have a past path completion project for you to make a conclusion to show what you have learned from all of these paths to share your experience. So, if you are a person that will like to enhance your communication and leadership skill, master your presentation techniques, and you are, if you are a fourth year grade student, you may need to prepare to start for your job interview and prepare for your career advancement as well. Throughout all the projects that you learn, you'll find that your confidence will build from the system. So feel free and you should join us if you want to build out a skill through your Toastmaster Pathway Educational Program. Hand over back to you, Toastmaster of the evening. Thank you. Thank you, Toastmaster Monghua, all the way from SKLHA Mandarin Toastmaster, Youth Mandarin Toastmasters Club. Now, some of our guests here have asked questions. Just for your information, the, there is a Q&A session at the end, and uh, we have recorded some of the questions, uh, that burning questions that you might have right now. At this moment, however, uh, we are still going to continue on to the next session. The next session will be our prepared speech session. For our guests right here, Toastmasters is all about personal development. And here we give opportunities for our members here to give their speech. If not, how could you move on through the Pathways program? So with that, I'm going to invite our speakers, but our speakers do not just speak emptily. In fact, they will be evaluated by a fellow Toastmaster who will be acting as evaluators. So mind you, fellow guests, all of them here are Toastmasters and they are given equal opportunity to speak and to evaluate and more. Now that I've explained what's gonna happen next, without further ado, I'd like to invite the speaker who is going to be Toastmaster Iktifar, along with his evaluator, who is going to be Toastmaster Minli. So Toastmaster Minli, could you kindly please explain to our guests right here, what are the objectives or goals that Toastmaster Iktifar have to achieve in order to get this speech right? Toastmaster Minli. Uh, sorry, Toastmaster Minli, you are currently muted. There you go. There you go. Good evening, Toastmaster of the evening. 
for this project, the purpose of this project is for the speaker to learn or review basic research methods and present a well-organized, well-researched speech on any topic. So back to you, Toastmaster of the evening. Thank you very much, Toastmaster Minli. Now, the evaluator is going to be evaluated herself. We would like to then pass this job, this responsibility to our general evaluator. Now, the general evaluator is none other than Toastmaster Yi Son Lee. And Toastmaster Yi Son Lee, could you kindly explain what the evaluator should focus on while Toastmaster Iktifa gives his speech? Right, sure, uh, Kao. So this is the note to Min Lee. The member completing this project has spent time researching a topic. He may be speaking about a new topic or a known topic on a deeper level. So about this speech, the member will present a well-organized, well-delivered speech. The speech may be humorous, informational, or any style the member chooses. The speech content and style should work well together. This project is not a report on the content of the researching and presenting project. So yeah, all the best for your evaluation. Thank you very much to our general evaluator, Toastmaster Yi Son Lee. Knowing Toastmaster Iktifar, he is going to be go, going to bring us to the other deep end of the earth. He today will be conquering philosophy. Now I know Toastmaster Iktifar, he is quite a chatter and he really likes to talk a lot during his a mama session with us. So I would like to listen more on what his philosophical take is on the modern world. So let us all bring a big round of applause to Toastmaster Iktifar for his speech, Philosophy in the Modern World, Philosophy in the Modern World, Toastmaster Iktifar. Thank you, Carl, for the kind introduction. So good evening and also fellow Toastmasters and also fellow guests. Tonight, my topic is actually a heavy one. I don't know why I picked this topic for a relaxing night. So it's actually philosophy in the modern world, right? So I know that I understand that philosophy itself, right? It's not as, as exciting as getting the next shiny or even like the, the 460 burger that everyone has been talking about. So let us break down the word into two parts. Philo, philos and Sophia. So philosophy, right? So philos is actually referring to the love, love, and also Sophia, or in this context is Sophie, uh, referring to the knowledge. So basically, philosophy is the love of wisdom or love of knowledge. And of course, philosophy itself is a is a broad topic. It has a lot of domains that I can actually cover. But then, if I cover, I can talk until next year about it. So I have only seven minutes, so I will narrow down to ethics in the modern world, right? So, and also we have another subject in our title, which is modern world. So as you can see that uh, for the modern world right now, we are living in an era that is full of technological breakthroughs and everything is just at our fingertips. Even our phone sometimes is smarter than me. So ethics is actually a system that 
governs your behavior and also conduct, especially on, especially now when we have COVID-19, we have a society that is very famous with cut and paste, just share it to WhatsApp. Don't care whether it's fake news or real news, just share it. So like, what is really ethics to you and what is right or wrong to you? Let's say for example, let me pick a victim, Sivao. Is it right to steal a f to is it right to steal food? No. But then you're hungry. The only thing that you can eat. I ask I ask for food, I don't steal. <laughs> Alright. So like for Sibao, his stake is is wrong to steal. But then like just imagine that that's the last thing you have and it's your last resort to leave. So is it still wrong? I don't think so. So Ethics is basically the rules that govern your beliefs and your, also your system. And also like most of us, most of the people use ethics to govern the people. So like, as you know, in the Western countries, there's a lot of philosophical thoughts about governing. Let's say that's what happened when we have, when we brought to communism, democratic, totalism, and also monarchy systems. But uniquely in Eastern countries, we have a lot of, society a lot of philosophical thoughts but the most prevalent is the thought or the system carried by confucius so actually it's very popular in the eastern countries such as china korea japan and also like in confucius system in the whole system is the the keys the key point of it is always the subject it's always the person so no long no matter how low the subject or the person is, the person is believed to have uh, a say in, govern, in governing, meaning that the rulers must listen to the subjects and honor the thoughts of the subjects. So like, for example, in, Jos in Asian Korea, Joseon era, where actually Confucius has been like the major keystone in the ruling of the country. So there's a saying that goes that the tree of the root of a tree must be very deep, but the emperor is just like a flower can be replaced easily. So like what they are saying is saying the what they are saying implies the of the country must be solid. You have to have your ministers, you have to have your advisors, you have to have key personnel in the ministries and all that to able to rule the country. And a king is just a figurehead. If the king is useless. Discard, elect a new king. Sounds familiar, right? It sounds like our democratic system where we have the power to change our system every five years. But actually, who really thinks that the system works? Or who thinks that the system needs to change? Any, anyone? You can raise all your hands. Okay, you have Carl, you have Minkai. All right. So just imagine that in our country itself, right? we can use philosophy as a way of living. And also like uh, philosophy has been always been a guiding light or way of life. Even for students, yourself, you have your own philosophy. Like, okay, what's the famous saying in UM? UM no is one. UM is one. The other one. <laughs> Hidup mahasiswa. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is UM is supposed to be the place where we create leaders, correct? Oh, so really? that's supposed to be uh, your philosophy, your way of life. You have to be committed and be a leader that 
the other people can look up to. And also like in your first day of orientation or when you sign up in UM, I'm sure that everyone gets the rule book, the ethics book. Like you shall not cheat in exams. You shall not smoke. You shall wear proper attire. You cannot wear slippers to classes, right? So all of that is, uh, is a, it's a part of the ethic system where the university actually use it to govern the, the students. And also at the same time, I'm sure that as a UM student, you can give your own thoughts about you apply when you elect your leaders, right? I'm sure like, for example, Sibau has been a part of the student body. He knows how tough is being the, the voice of a student. And also, uh, sorry, there's an echo here. Uh, right. Sorry, that's Sorry. All right. So, uh, sorry for that. Yes, a uh, problem with the sound system. So, like for example, right for students, right, especially the new students, right. I'm sure that the most important question in your life is, what happens when you go about the ethics system? Like, what happens? What really happened? Do, do you get penalized? And also, like, is there anything happening? Right? So, like, for a simple case study, I'm going to give you is very simple, right? So, Peter has a girlfriend that's uni. And the girlfriend is none other than Jane. So, at that uni that Jane studies, there's Paul. And Paul can take a better care of Jane, right? So, should Paul go for it and ask Jane out? Should Jane break up with Paul? Or should Peter get a new girlfriend? So maybe there's some of the thoughts that I can leave you with when I, uh, after this speech. And I would like to know your opinions after this. Please PM me uh, when you have your answers. All right, that's it for me tonight. Uh, back to you, Carl. Thank you very much to our speaker, the first speaker of the day, Toastmaster 84. So a big round of applause to Toastmaster 84, please. Now to answer the question, uh, Peter, Jane, or Paul, my, my question is, why not Peter to Paul? You know, it sounds like Jane is a two-timing person. It's like, ah, you know, Peter and Paul should just be together. Let's forget about the ethics, right? You know, go there. So uh, with that, thank you. And uh, we're going to move on to our next speaker. Our next speaker is, oh, a future doctor in the house, Toastmaster Sibao. And today he's going to talk on a, another heavy topic, <laughs> cancer. Wow, oh, cancer. Uh, now we have COVID-19 and then uh, another one we can't forget is cancer. Uh, so to guide him and to evaluate his speech, we have a guest evaluator all the way from, uh, I, I believe uh, from Tar University, uh, Toastmaster Kim. And uh, Toastmaster Kim, could you kindly explain to all of us, as well as to Sibao, what is the project's objective? Hi Sibao, so today you'll be doing a Q&A. So first of all, the purpose statement today is uh, for you to learn about practicing, facilitating a question and answer session, as well as this speech is for you to practice delivering an informative speech and running a well-organized Q&A session. You are also responsible for managing your time 
So there is adequate opportunity for both. So all the best to you, Siba. Back to you. Thank you to Siba's evaluator, Toastmaster Kim. Next, I would like to invite again our general evaluator, Toastmaster Eason Lee, to explain to Toastmaster Kim what exactly uh, she should look out for. Thank you, Kang. Kim, you are going to evaluate Sibao's speech and his facilitation of a question and answer session. To listen for a well-organized information speech about any topic, followed by a well-facilitated question and answer session. Back to you. Thank you to the general evaluator. Toastmaster Sibao, although he might not look like it, is actually a really funny person. Whenever he tells us something seriously, for some reason, he makes me giggle. So I, I'm not too sure if cancer is to be choked on, but let's hear Toastmaster Sibao out, all right? Toastmaster Sibao, cancer. Cancer, Toastmaster Sibao. Hi, everyone. Allow me to share my presentation slide for a while. Can you guys hear me? Right now? Yes. All right. So, all right. So, it's a pretty simple and less worthy slide compared to the slides that you are going to see in your future lectures for refreshes. So, uh, please let me know if you are a first year medical student or what in the chat box. And I would like to tell you guys that this is not going to be a lecture for you, for the medical student. This is just a, a brief uh, talk about cancer in general to the public. So I will use as, as less jargon as possible throughout the talk to make sure everyone understands what is cancer all about. So when we talk about cancer, I believe that cancer is something very fatal, deadly, that everyone is very afraid of. And me as well, I, I think that cancer is one of the hardest thing to deal with when it comes to disease. And yeah, so we talk about cancer. So cancer does not choose. I just want to tell you guys, cancer does not choose. So what does it mean? So cancer does not simply choose who he wants to be in, who he wants to be in. It can be this guy, you know this guy? Anyone know this guy? Uh, I, I forgot his name, Jack Wick Bosman. Kind of forever. Yeah, yeah, he, he passed away because of the colon cancer. Colon cancer is the cancer by the cancer grows in the colon, which is one part of the large intestine. And how about this guy? Because this guy, I, I'm pretty sure you guys know him. Yeah, so actually this guy is also uh, one of the victims of the cancer, cancer of the pancreas. Pancreas, which is one organ that is responsible for producing enzyme. And he died pretty soon after he got diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer, which is one of the most uh, deadly cancer. And how about this guy? You guys must know him since you guys are Malaysian. Uh, he's our national pride. And unfortunately, at such a young age, he got uh, cancer of the nasopharyngeal, which is cancer at the back of the nose, which is quite unfortunate for him. I'm not sure why he got it. And most probably due to some factors that, uh, we are, that he did not disclose. And that's very unfortunate. So basically, you can see that cancer does not choose. They, they, they can, in fact, not 
cancer does not infect, but it can get into anyone. It can get into a black guy, Caucasian, Asian, anyone, anyone. So just want to let you know, cancer can be in anyone. But don't be afraid, I will continue talking about some of the stuff and cancer just in general. So cancer, when you talk about cancer, it's cancer tumor. The two terms can be very confusing, I believe. And okay, make it easy for you guys. These are the general rule. If you talk about cancer or tumor, cancer, when you talk about cancer, it's something evil. So cancer must be something bad. Tumor can be benign or malignant. Benign, benign just means it is something not harmful, not harmful. And malignant is something, when, when you hear the word malignant, it sounds evil, right? So mean that it's something harmful. So tumor can be benign or malignant. And having said that, tumor can actually become benignant. It can, turn, it can turn from benign to malignant. And yes, when you say it's cancer, it's equal to malignant because cancer is evil. This is just a general rule. And this is just a picture to illustrate tumor and cancer. When you say that this thing is a tumor, it surely stays there, it stays there. And it will, it will still replicate, it stays there. But when it becomes cancer, it will start evading the surrounding structure and mess around the structure. That's why cancer is so evil. We do want this thing to become cancer. So the things that we are afraid of is cancer, cancer. So where are the cancer? So basically cancer can occur everywhere, everywhere. And I'm sorry, I saw a lot of chat popping out and I'll try to answer if there's, a, there's some question, but I will leave it to the end. I'm sorry about that. And yeah, so where the cancer, like this picture show, cancer can be everywhere, everywhere in the organ, as long as you have, you, you, as long as you're a human, you'll get cancer because cancer can happen in any organ. But interestingly, you will never hear of any heart kind of cancer like heart cancer. I think the reason why is because cancer is a, is a, kind, is a growth of tissue that will replicate continuously. And it so happened that heart, heart, heart is a, it's an organ that does not replicate. It just stays there. It's fixed. It won't replicate. Likewise, breast, you know, breast, it will, it will change in size because of hormonal effect, like colon, your bleed intestine, it will, it will continue slugging off and grow again because of the tissue. So this kind of organ that will grow continuously and continuously slugging off, they are potentially, they, are, they will potentially get cancer, turn into get those kind of cancer in them. So that's why these are the cancer that are more common like breast cancer, lung cancer, colon cancer, bladder cancer. There are so many cancer, but I won't talk about every one of them in detail because I'm not an oncologist. Oncologist is a person who deals with cancer. I just talk about cancer in general, in general. And yeah, so anywhere, anywhere can, can be cancer. So, okay. okay, what causes cancer? Now, I think this is one of the, the most burning questions that you guys want to know. What causes cancer? Some people say that uh, cancer, uh, it, ju it just happened. No one can explain it. Yeah? Yeah, true. So I will just try to briefly explain one by one. So exposure to carcinogen like tobacco smoke, asbestos, like is is scientifically proven that in many research that tobacco smoke is one of the thing that can cause cancer. 
in smokers, especially smokers, they will get lung cancer. But having said that, not all smokers will get lung cancer. Because smoking tobacco smoke is just a risk that will increase that person to increase the risk for the person to get cancer. So it's just a risk. Not all smokers will get cancer. And how about asbestos? Asbestos is just a material that you, we used to use to build the roof of the, uh, of the house long time ago. We don't use it right now. And once you breathe in this kind of asbestos, it will just stick to your lung and become cancer. Uh, but don't, don't be afraid. This thing is, not, is no longer used in our house to build the roof. So don't worry. Please long time ago. But yeah, we try to refrain from using asbestos in any possible means. Yeah, um, interesting infection with certain viruses of bacteria. So <laughs> this is a very interesting one. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid. You won't get cancer just by catching cold or sort of very mild infection. Don't be worried because there are few specific type of infection that will cause cancer. Like, you know, you know the vaccination that you took when you were born. I doubt that you remember it. It's a hepatitis B vaccination because you want to prevent you from getting liver cancer. That's the thing. And some interesting viruses that will cause cancer as well. So they are just, just very specific types of infection that will cause you to have cancer. So don't worry about it. You won't get cold. You won't catch cold and then after that you get cancer. Don't worry about that. And radiation exposure. This is one of the interesting things that I have learned along the way. And in fact, it's not like minimal amount of radiation exposure will lead you to become a uh, cancer patient. Like, like what we are doing right now, staring at the screen and wait, you get the radiation and we get cancer. No, no, no. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Usually it works uh, like a very uh, intense, very high amount. Then after that, they'll get the radiation, uh, the cancer. That's how they get it. And genetic pre predisposition. And to, to, be, to be honest with you guys, actually cancer, cancers do run in families. So I'm sorry to say that if any one of your family members who have cancer, uh, that, there's a higher risk of you getting cancer. But not necessarily you'll get it, but that is just a high risk. That's a high risk. And factors not identified, yes. Sometimes cancer just occur without any reason. We do know why it happened. So hopefully, no one get cancer. This is a very terrifying thing that can happen to anyone. The last thing that I want, it to happen to anyone. And so spreading of cancer, how? When we say, when we mention about spreading of cancer, it's very interesting. Like, the cancer is just there. Why all of a sudden, it, it goes to the brain. The next moment, it goes to the lung. The next moment, it goes to the liver. Why? Why? It's because there are certain, uh, there are two types of mechanics that work, that help the cancer to move the waste to other organs. As, as you can see, uh, there are two types of blood. It's spread by the blood or the lymphatic system. So, so the cancer actually take advantage of our blood vessel and move to the organ. That's how it gets to our lung because our lung is very rich of blood vessel. That's how it gets there. And as for lymphatic spread, because of our lymphatic vessels like the highway, it took advantage of this and they get to the lymph node. And see, that's why in some patients with cancer, they have lymph node swelling. So that's, that is how it gets there. These are the two main ways. And where, where? So like I said, just it can be other organs in the body. It can be any organ. It can be the lung, 
liver, the brain, bone, spine, everywhere. Basically, many organs. But these are the organs that usually you'll get to. And bone, like I said, just now bone. And brain. Usually, when by the time the cancer spread to the brain, usually it's quite terminal. It's not, very, it's not a very good news. And it's almost, I would say, uh, nothing much that can be done. And now, like I said just now, the main talk, this main talk is about telling cancer in general and to debunk the myth of cancer and issues encountered in cancer, in public about cancer. So I'll start by debunking some myth of cancer. So, like many people say, elder people get cancer. And yeah, people think that cancer is just in elder, but no. Young people get cancer as well. Like I said, just now, cancer does not choose. So, cancer patient can be as young as a toddler, a child. When it gets into the brain, we call that mandala blastoma. Get gets into the eye, you see how horrifying it can be. So basically, cancer can be in any age group. But how I how I learn about cancer is that usually there are certain group of patient of younger patient will get certain type of cancer. And for other patients, they'll get certain type of cancer. So not necessarily like, uh, uh, maybe like, let's say breast cancer. I, I had never seen a young kid with breast cancer because the kid has, has not even developed the breast yet. So it's not quite possible for that to happen. So only certain cancer will be more active in certain group of patients. So this is how it works. And the second myth is cancer is a death sentence. I would say this is partly true. I wouldn't say that this is a very misleading, that this is a policy. So cancer is fatal, but it depends on the type of cancer. And by, by, say, by saying that, actually, there are many types of cancer whereby we have breast, um, colon cancer, and such. And how we say that, uh, how do we estimate how serious how serious and what's the survivability of the patient having that cancer is prognosis the term. So prognosis is the thing that will decide whether this cancer is fatal enough. And actually prognosis depends on many factors, the type of cancer like I said, grade and stage. And grade is like, usually what the uh, doctors will do is that they will take a sample, send to some uh, scientists, the pathologists, and they will look through a microscope to check the grading. The worse the grade, the, the nastier the cancer. That's how it works. And the stage, like, like, like we all know, stage one to stage four, stage four is the worst, the worst of all. So uh, stage four cancer patient is not likely to live uh, longer than the normal person. So prognosis is the thing that will decide whether cancer is uh, fatal or not, and whether it's treatable or not. And so, this is the, basically an overview that I took from the Cancer Malaysia, Malaysia Cancer Society. So as you can see, can you see my cursor? So for female breast cancer, 87.5. Meaning that at stage one, if you detect earlier, there's 87.5% of that person survive more than five years, five years survival rate. So it's pretty much very, very good. It's a very good outcome, I would say. And once you reach stage four, it's just 23.3. Mean that the patient has 23.3% of surviving more than five years, which is very bad, I would say. You see the same for the colorectal cancer, it's 
26.1F for nasal friends, nasal cancer. So let's hope that if someone get into stage, stage, just get cancer, hopefully it's just stage one, hopefully. That's the best thing that can happen to a person if the person get cancer. So these are basically the statistics that I've gotten from Malaysia that was published few years ago. So Dimitri is no cure for cancer. This is a very interesting thing. Um, by saying the cure, this word, basically I would like to introduce another two words, remission and relapse. So when you say cure, meaning that um, the cancer is not coming back, you are free of it. You won't get it anymore when you are cured of it. That's, that's why we say when you are cured of cancer, there's, there's remission. And relapse, um, relapse is like when you get cancer and we recover from it, then it relapses again. It comes back and that's why we call it relapse. So these two terms, meaning that the remission is the best term to, for you guys, uh, meaning that the signs and symptoms of cancer are reduced. I'm not there anymore. But does it mean that it will not come back? So the symptoms and signs are not there anymore. It's in remission. So I would say the patient is in remission. There's no cure. Yeah. And myth number four, treatment kills more than cure. So there are a list of uh, treatment here. I believe that you guys, when you talk about chemotherapy, I highlighted the, the word chemotherapy because it's a very nasty treatment. It causes to cause you to vomit, lost your hair and stuff. Yeah, it's true. I would say it's true, but treatment kills more than cure. It sounds like maybe way more intense than it should be. It's a bold statement, I would say, because actually, in fact, chemotherapy, it works by killing the cancer cell and so killing the surrounding cell because it wants to eradicate cancer cell. So that's why it is very intense. But believe me, chemotherapy really works. It really works. It really helps the patient. So kills more than cure is not a very good statement to be used here. So I would say the drugs up to this point are working quite well. So radiation emitted by phone can cause cancer. Yeah, when you say about radiation, these are the things they will think of. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, nuclear bomb release. And the patient, cancer patient in the Chernobyl in Ukraine. So basically I found out like, and make, a, make some literature review on this topic. Um, they have not come to a conclusion that radiation emitted by phone can cause cancer because basically the radiation emitted by the phones are not the intense start, are non-ionizing, so it's not so, so intense enough to cause cancer. This is some of the theories. And yeah, so they have not come to a conclusion yet, so don't be worried about that. And next, what is the most common cancer in Malaysia? Come on guys, let's make a guess. What is the most common cancer in Malaysia? Um, breast cancer. Come on, one more try. One more try. Yes. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. All right. Well done. Breast cancer is the most common one. Let's see. Okay. Okay. So as you can see, colorectal is the runner out, and breast cancer is a champion. So. That's why in my medical school, I need to master everything about breast cancer or corrective cancer because it's so, so, so common in Malaysia. Many people get it. And followed by lung cancer and such. I know that some guys are very interest, interested in prostate cancer, but it's very low down the line. It's not as bad as breast cancer and colorectal cancer, I would say. And yeah, so these two are the very nasty cancer, I would say. But 
but because it's so common, it's very much treatable, I would say. So which race is at high risk of getting cancer? Come on, let's have a guess. We only have three races. Let's have a guess. Gina. Come on, again? Who else? Gina. Wow, how do you guys know it's Gina? Why? <laughs> because Gina C for cancer. <laughs> In fact, based on the study published by, based on the uh, result published by the Malaysia Cancer uh, Statistic website, you see the C stands for Chinese. Chinese male and female actually are at high risk of getting cancer. I'm not sure why this happened. Maybe due to the gene or maybe environmental factor or maybe the way we uh, the, our, our food intake. There are a lot of factors, but we can't tell for sure. So basically, Chinese are at high risk of getting cancer. I'm sorry to say that. But it doesn't mean that Chinese will get cancer. Please, 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 don't be afraid. <laughs> and yeah, what if the cancer is stage four? No treatment. So basically, we have a thing called palliative care. So what we can do for patients is prevent them with palliative care. At this moment, like I said, nothing much can be done, but we have still things to be done. We can provide palliative care. Palliative care is things like, uh, is things like um, giving painkiller, want to relieve the pain, want to make sure that patient is not in pain, and want to provide psychological support as such, because we want to make sure that patient um, die away, pass away peacefully at their, at their best, I would say at their best moment. We don't want them to suffer at the last moment of their life. So, yeah. And in fact, palliative care has been yeah, getting more and more attention lately. So hopefully, yeah, don't give up. If there's a stage four, there's still palliative care. And it's meant to relieve symptoms. It's not to prolong, prolong your life. It's not to hasten the death, no. Just to relieve, make the patient feel more relieved. And the, the, issue, the issue pertaining cancer from public perspective is that I noticed that uh, there's a lack of health literacy, meaning that there's lack of knowledge in terms of uh, healthcare. And health literacy is very much important because when I talk about health literacy, I will, I will give you an example. It's like uh, maybe I, one day you got a headache and you go and search Google, what are the causes of headache? Then the first thing pop up, brain tumor. You're like, oh my God, I got brain tumor. Oh my God, uh, this is the end of my life. I'm going to die, I'm going to die. So this is why I call poor health literacy. So this is what happened. Headache equals to brain tumor. So this is not, this is not <laughs> true actually. Headache can be many reasons, but brain tumor is one of them, I would say. But it's definitely not higher up. There are so many common reasons of you having Headache, it can be just stress, it can be just a migraine. So why think about brain tumor? So health literacy. To improve health literacy, I will, I will recommend you guys to consult doctor because they are meant to serve you guys. They are there for the reason. If you are unsure of anything, just consult a doctor. They are there to help you guys. And if you are so too shy to consult a doctor, they are other way. This is the other way. <laughs> I believe that many, many of you has, <laughs> have found Mr. Google to be very helpful. And yeah, to be honest, it's true, but it's helpful when you go to the correct website. I recommend you guys go to the official website, like cancerorg.my, because it's the official cancer website of the Malaysia, and they are displaying the truth 
they're displaying facts. They're not displaying uh, some fallacy, some false idea that makes you think that oh, cancer is something very maybe not treatable. It can be killed by traditional methods, things like that. So official websites are the most reliable one, I would say. So go to official websites and make sure that they are the valid one because they will give the correct information. And so, uh, timer, may I know how many minutes I have? You don't have any, any more time. Oh my yeah, God. Sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, uh, can you give like two or three minutes for my... <laughs> oh my God. I was too carried, I was too carried away. So the, the, the third message is consult professionals and keep a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, thank you. And can you please give one or two minutes for me, just two minutes for me to do a uh, Q&A session. I'm really sorry for that. I didn't notice, I noticed I was out of time. Uh, come, you guys are free to ask me any question. I'll try to answer as many as possible. Mm. Should we go on in Q&A or? Yeah, Q&A, Q&A. Now it's okay. Q&A. Hi, so, I want um, to ask. Uh, yes. For females, right? Because yeah. the breast cancer is the uh, highest yes. in Malaysia. So yes. how can we monitor that except going to a clinic or expensive screening test? Yes, uh, I believe that. Uh, usually, I would say breast cancer is a disease that will only happen in patients at maybe elder, elder age maybe as high as 50 years old. So basically at that time, you only start screening for cancer. You don't have to worry about that when you are at such a young age, 20 something, because I rarely see patients with breast cancer at such a young age. But what you can do at this moment, if you are very worried about it, you can do some examination. You can do some breast examination, like use your two finger and just feel for the lump if there's any. Just feel for it. Just feel for it, something like that. Just feel for it, feel for it, feel for it, feel for it, feel for it. Feel for it. But I don't, I don't think that there's a need for you to do that because you are still at a young age. Yeah, that's what I can tell. Just simple breast examination will help to detect the lump. Yeah, anything, anything else you can ask me after this. So next question, <laughs> sorry about that. Can you guys so get... Uh, uh, yeah. Breast cancer also. Sorry again? Can guys get breast cancer? Yeah. Yeah, in fact, interestingly, guys do get, get breast cancer. So don't laugh about girls like, only girls have breasts. Uh, we were going to get breast cancer, yes. But it's a very, very, very low, low, low percentage, I would say. Just 1%, just 1%. And most of the guys who get breast cancer because they have a certain gene defect, like BRCA2. Yeah, that's the one of the reasons they'll get it. So yeah, so don't worry about it. Not all guys will get it. Yeah, any more questions? Yeah. Uh, I have a small bump on my earlobe uh, many years ago. So yeah. I was wondering, was it a pimple within or is it, can tumor disappear by itself? Yeah. So it has been around for, I think four years, four years it has been there, but now it's not there anymore. Right. From, a, from the medical perspective point of view, I would say if there's a lump, right? Yes, you are, you, it's, it's normal that you're worried, but if it's not growing for four years, you are totally fine because it's just a lump. And if still growing after four years, I, re I would advise you to consult a doctor. So it's just a lump there with a, with a fixed mass, don't worry. Maybe you can consult a doctor and ask, uh, can I remove this? Maybe there's, there, there's some equipment to remove this. Usually I'll say if it's, it's, uh, it's swollen and it's not infected 
and you don't have fever, you don't worry about that, it's not infection. If it's infection, we are worried. So don't worry about that. Yeah. It's unlikely a tumor, I would say. Yeah. Any more questions? Maybe last question. Oh. I have a question. Oh, Kim goes first. Because I asked okay. I have something to ask. Uh. Since you said cancel is um somehow anyone will get it, is there a way or is there anything you can do to sort of reduce the risk? If it's genetic, I understand it's yes. quite hard. Uh. <laughs> yep. Yes. And in fact, what I was about to say that at the end of my speech, but I was rushing through, I'm really sorry about that. And usually what we tell uh, people, the public, is that um, there are three things that we can cover. That One of them is physical, and the second one is mental, third one is social. Physically, maybe just stay physically active. That's what we can do. Stay physically active, exercise, sweat out, and you'll be better. And mentally, think positive, mingle with people who are positive-minded. And you, when you are positive, you are willing to share out your problem, then you get better. And the last thing is social. Yeah, you just get along with people. And I forgot to add one thing, which is very important, which is diet. And I, I don't have any specific recommendation for diet because um, I wouldn't say that you should eat this thing and this thing will cure your cancer. This is not really true. What is important is that we need to have a balanced diet, need to have the necessary nutrition from, from every uh, group, like carbohydrate, uh, vitamin, as such. So just stay healthy and keep a balanced diet. Nothing much we can do because uh, there are many factors that can cause cancer. When a person gets cancer, it's not necessarily just smoking. Maybe there are genetic problems, there are environmental problems. So if there's uh, things like environmental factor, what you can do is try to refrain yourself from getting close with those people who smoke. These are things that we can do. Yeah. yeah. I hope that that answers your question. Yeah. Any more questions like last, if Eugene really want to ask? I'm sorry about that, <laughs> taking so much time on this slot. Yeah. Um, I'm, if no one takes, I will take. Uh, and, uh, speaking about the breast cancers, right? What is the ideal age that like, we have to go for regular checkout? Because uh, you said that it's happened mm, yes. to elder women. Yeah, usually, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's around 40, 50. Usually 50, but if there's a family member who got it, right? So there's a high risk of you getting it. So maybe we will advise you to go to screen at a younger age, maybe 40, maybe earlier than that. But usually it's around 40 to 50. So don't be worried about that because at a young age like 10, 20, I won't see a person like that getting it. Maybe they are just one or two, I would say, one or two, very rare, very extremely rare. So yeah, screening is one of the important things that I, I feel the public must know about it because uh, it, it helps us to pick out the cancer earlier. earlier and we, by picking out earlier, we can treat earlier. So that's why we pick out earlier at stage one, then we can treat. At stage four, it's impossible to treat, I would say. Yeah, that's the purpose of screening. Okay, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> really sorry about that. Sorry about that. Taking so much time. Really sorry about that. Okay. Uh, I think that's all from me. Very sorry about timer. Okay, thanks. Thank you very much to our speaker. So, uh, Dr. Siba, big round of applause for him, please, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Now, I'm sure 
you all heard this really interesting lecture by our Dr. Sibao here. Uh, today, I learned quite a lot from his session alone. I learned that first, the heart is where we, love is, and that's why love is very powerful. Cancer can't reach love. Second is, for some reason, cancer is racist. I, I don't like that, but it's racist, what to do. And for guys, guys also can have breast cancer. So uh, take care, all right, guys? That 1% is still 1%. With that, uh, we're moving on to the next session. And uh, this session, I will be passing control to our general evaluator. To the benefit of our guests, to let you know, actually, uh, Toastmaster Yi Son Lee is not just any regular Toastmaster. In fact, she has a special title called Distinguished Toastmaster. And this Distinguished Toastmaster is the highest position that you can achieve in the uh, educational track, right? So without further ado, let us all put our hands together and invite our general evaluator for her session, Distinguished Toastmaster, Yi Son Lee. Carl, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, and this is definitely an eye-opener meeting. Besides having a lot of guests tonight, we also have a lot of information from the speakers. So I would like to kick start with the first evaluation that is from Sean. And Sean will be evaluating a lot of people. Uh, that is from the table topic session. Thank you, you, distinguished talk. Toastmaster Sun Lee. Today we have four speakers for table topic. I would like to highlight what was good for each of the table topic speaker, what could be improved, and a general summary and a take-home message for all the table topic speaker. Our first speaker, Queen Min, should library be open 24 hours? And he used a great tactic, which is to repeat the motion and to state his stand. And he says that it depends on how you use the library if it's open for 24 hours. Queen Min has always been a very good speaker when it comes to arguing two points. So he's always in his duality argument again, use and abuse, good and bad, things like that. So Queen Min has always been good in developing speeches based on two considerations. And you would decide whether this is something that could be open for 24 hours. He ended with a closing saying that it is a place that should be for intellectual discussion and not for slumberland leisures and end by repeating the motion again saying yes you have to use the library for good use a room for improvement for queen min i believe you're a very great speaker and i would like to challenge you to bring up the notch when you say 24 hours it means the library is open at night and probably you can share some encounter that you were out in um at night and whether it's a scary or it's a good encounter, whether you almost rob or you see something else in the dark, things like that could be incorporated. What if the library were open at night and you have that same encounter as well? Picking that curiosity would have made your speech a lot more interesting and people would love to listen more. Second speaker, Toastmark uh, guest Ming Kang. I love sports and he chose badminton as his topic. He is the this is his second table topic attempt, and I applaud you for your bravery in trying table topics. He kept his speech going, which a lot of first-time table topics had a problem with. Often we have mental block and we're not sure what to continue next, but he immediately continued the story again and again, and he elaborated and he continued further. So I believe, Ming Kang, you really did a good attempt 
for your second table topic. What I would encourage you to improve your next table topic or your next speech is to have more passion in why you love the sports itself, which is badminton. You were very descriptive, which is good, but it would have been better to share a personal story like why did you love badminton, how that passion started. And that would relate to a lot of people who may love badminton. And I realized that, oh yeah, there's a lot of people were chatting on the box like, you love badminton, things like that. So if you share a personal story, how that passion started, it would have been great. The third speaker, Kenneth, my favorite breakfast. And you said roti banjir. Roti banjir is basically an Indian pancake with eggs flooding all around. And the thing is, he said he never tried, but he said, Sally said, like, I would have loved to try roti banjir because I hear so much about it. And he begins to describe the texture and everything, although he never really tried it, but it was a great attempt in explaining roti banjir. You answered the motion in the middle, which I thought it could have been great if you said my favorite breakfast is roti banjir, but maybe you needed to buy some time to elaborate on your point. So it was a great attempt, but would have been better if you told us like, this is roti banjir. Table topic techniques have three. You can speak within the topic, you can speak out of the topic or you can speak around the topic. So using roti banjir as an example, Kenneth, you could have said within the topic, which is, I love the texture, the smell and the taste of roti banjir. That's talking within the topic. Talking around the topic, you could explain what is the ambience, the restaurant, the experience that is revolving around roti banjir. I went to this mama and I love roti banjir because it was in the nearby mama, things like that. Or you can talk out of the topic, which is, I don't really like roti banjir, but I like other things. So these are techniques that everybody else here, if you're a guest, if you're in an interview, you can use the similar topic when you're thrown an interview question, you can answer the topic, answer around the topic, or if you don't know the answer, try to navigate out of the topic, but still answer the topic. All right. And last but not least, we have our final table topic speaker. I see Arfa is over there back from her solat. And my most memorable memory of orientation and she said, shared her story about a furious facilitator in college nine i really loved your speech i mean i was literally imagining my memories as a fresh student in my university and i was also a pm before so i understand some are psychotic pms that exist during orientation week so i can totally relate and that is the perfect topic for today's session i really don't have much room for improvement for you because you had good command of the english you had good vocal variety you were changing voices when you're a narrator and the fessy so i really don't have much improvement for you so i really look forward to your next speech i hope the next time you do take up a speech slot so that we can hear more story from you. With that, I pass it to our, dis our Madam General Evaluator, Distinguished Toastmaster, Isan Lee. Well done, Sean. Sean is a very good cook, do you know? By the way that he described to you just now, right? It is about how a speech can be more delicious. So he threw a lot of ingredients to all the speakers just now and even give you a tip of speaking around the topic, of the topic, or within the topic. That is the very distinct skills among all the very seasoned Toastmasters because we are all trained to think like that so that we can emerge as a champion for table topics that, uh, contest. So all in all, practice does make a difference. 
So if you practice to cook better day by day, you'll become a chef. If you practice to speak better and better, putting all the ingredients that your evaluators give you, wow, you will one day become the next motivator around the world, just like the famous one. Maybe I can say Robin Sharma or anyone that you like, you adore at the moment. So in Toastmasters Fraternity right now, we have a star. A star has born. And that star is called Mas Mahadev. Can you recall? <laughs> Some of you can recall Mas Mahadev, a very young guy who won the international speech contest conducted recently. Okay, having much said about that, Mas Mahadev emerged as a champion not because he was born as a champion. He practiced to be a champion and that practices started from the club. Like all of you, Toastmasters, you belong to UM Toastmasters Club. And your journey started off with sitting on a chair, not wanting to speak. But after that, when you take the first move, you will be addicted to take another move and another move and another move until you see a newer you. So today we have two speakers, very good speakers, you have prepared very well, and I would like to listen to the evaluation. Can we invite the first evaluator, Minli? Hi. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, firstly, thank you, Iktifa, for giving us uh, an informative speech about philosophy. So, uh, firstly, for opening, uh, Iktifa, you did a good job that you actually uh, mentioned that your topic for tonight is a heavy topic because you will talk about uh, philosophy. So, this actually gives an uh, expectation for all the audiences that uh, please pay attention that tonight our uh, topic my topic is going to be a bit heavy. So uh, then also you talk about uh, philosophy is actually a very uh, heavy topic. Then, but tonight you will narrow down to a modern world. So you talk about technological and uh, this is a very good opening that you give an expectation to the audiences. And uh, secondly, also uh, for your content, you actually talk about some uh, philosophical uh, system like Confucius, then you also give some examples to the audiences so that the audience can connect uh, what are actually relate to Confucius system. And also thirdly, you engage with the audiences during your speech. Like uh, even though it's a Zoom uh, platform, you did ask questions so that the audience can answer. Even though maybe the answer is not what uh, you expected, also you will try to uh, engage with them and also put in your speech. Uh, these are few things that I think you did well. And uh, secondly, when we uh, when talk about things that uh, you can improve, will be firstly your structure of your speech. As uh, because your topic for tonight is the uh, philosophy in the mod uh, to the in the modern world but due to time uh, limit maybe your content will be a bit too broad in to cover in a short time hence i will suggest you that you might actually can uh, focus the philosophy 
uh, in the same timeline means that if you are talking about uh, in the modern world then you can focus more on the modern world and uh, not to focus more on uh, the Confucius system uh, then it, because it will uh, eventually dilute the impact of your content so this is some suggestion for me and secondly about your uh, similar words that I noticed that you talk a uh, few you are quite frequently to use some words like and so like right so these are few filler words that i can catch from your speech so in summary i would suggest uh, this is a good speech that uh, you give it a try and because you did research on uh, what are philosophy and you thought about some system so uh, so keep up the good work to give examples during your speech and engage with the audiences even though this is a Zoom platform. So the room for improvement is the structure of your speech that you might uh, you might can, you can stick to a team for your topic so that it can catch the audiences from beginning to the closing and also um, be aware of your filler words that I can suggest you to you, you might pause in between so that you can reduce the filler words that you use during your speech. Thank you. Wow, well done, Mili. That's a very constructive feedback. Is this your first evaluation? Yes, this is my first evaluation. Wow, very well organized. <laughs> you managed to detect the, the strength of the speaker and also some of the areas for improvement in a very systematic way, which Thank is you. very clear, uh, easily yeah. And very easy to pick up. Yeah, well done, well done. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, evaluation is a skill. Just like uh, when you are a speaker, you learn how to organize your speech. Evaluation is also a speech. So, just now, when you look at Millie, how she structured the evaluation is actually from the very clear opening of the strength. And then after that, the suggestion for improvement. And after that, wrap it up with uh, many words of encouragement. So in this way, we are encouraging the speaker to learn. If we are very harsh with our words, who cares to come next time, right? But we learn in the moments of enjoyment. Here is our family. Yeah. And the next friend that you will meet is Kim. Kim has a very special... She was area director before, and she. I'm not area director. I've never done an area director. I was. I am an assistant area director. But now, too much encouragement. All right. Thank you. Actually, yeah. All right. And yeah, to you, Kim. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sunli, for the <laughs> encouragement. So, um, to Sibao, thank you so much for sharing this topic, Cancer. It's quite heavy, to be very, very honest. I am very scared to hear that word because I do have families that pass away due to cancer, friends also that pass away due to cancer. Oh man, it's a very heavy topic. But nonetheless, I thought that today you did 
amazing job because you shared cancer in a very light-hearted way. I really like that you actually ensured, reassured us that, you know, cancer is not that crazy myth, you know, the myth that you shared today, it was not as what we all thought because we are all <laughs> illiterate when it comes to medical stuff, you know. And I myself, I won't deny that I'm not very, very well versed with any uh, medical stuff. So, get to today's uh, Q&A session by Sibao. I thought that Sibao handled the session really, really well today because I, first of all, Sibao was very engaging. He actually learns how to connect with his audience by the things he said. It felt like he's actually talking to a friend. He wasn't actually talking to, you know, random wall or what. He was actually telling us, you know, like a friend, like, hey, don't worry, don't worry. He's so reassuring. I really love the way he talked today. And as a medical student yourself, I thought that you were very, very, very well versed with your subject because you actually share a lot of details and you actually made the details not so complicated, which brings me to my next point that you had used really, really little jargons. If there is jargons, you actually explain to us what are those jargons and actually we learn from that way. And thank you for sharing so much with us. I really enjoyed the session. One thing, uh, two things I would like you to take note today is um, please take note of your time. You went over time. It is a 20-minute session. I don't know how long you took, but it felt very, very long, but you ex because it was very detailed, so it took a very long time. Perhaps in the future, we recommend practice um, 15 minutes on the speech and then put five minutes on the um, Q&A session. That'll be cool. So, of course, one thing is because you didn't have enough time, you perhaps it'll be better next time practice more so that you can conclude your speech because your speech were all over the place there were a lot a lot a lot of things a lot of details but we want something in, in conclusion when you to conclude the, the myths maybe you want to emphasize more on the myths so that would be great and um, one more thing try to reduce your pause fillers because you tend to repeat the word yeah um yeah um to buy some time that took up quite of time uh, quite some time from your speech and for your Q&A session you I really love how you actually reassure Eugene a lot about breast cancer because I realized that Eugene is very concerned about breast cancer somehow <laughs> so Eugene don't be so worried about it he's already told you that it is not at our age 20 years old maybe later but do take care of ourselves Overall, I really love today's session with Sibao uh, and I really enjoyed the Q&A session. I learned a lot of stuff today. I guess everyone here learned a lot today, right? So thank you so much, Sibao. Thank you so much, everyone. Back to you, uh, Sunli. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Uh, Kim, you have demonstrated a very good listening skill. Um, not only because of uh, the recommendation that you gave us, it is the affirmation. The affirmation to the speaker is very important. When the speaker did very well, that person worth a praise. Today, I really find that Sibao can be a very good doctor in the future. You know what you were sharing. You were very um, sure about so-called giving advices to uh, our dear lady over there just now. So, you know, in a way, evaluator gives a lot of impact to a speaker, right? If you, as an evaluator, care about the speaker, you will 
find a way to motivate the speaker. And that was what Kim did. And now I would like to introduce to you the past district officer of District 102, a very good friend of ours. No, 102. It's Jay, right? Jay is 51. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, Division J had this very caliber young leader. His name is Dinesh. And he is the very young DPM now at this moment. Let me spotlight to you, distinguished Toastmaster Dinesh. All right, thank you so much, Sun Lee. It's very nice to see you here. And today I will be evaluating Toastmaster Min Lee, who presented an evaluation. So Toastmaster Min Lee, I want to begin my evaluation by saying that for a very first timer evaluator, I think you've done an incredible, very well done. What I like about your evaluation is that you had a very good structure to your evaluation. Overall, you started by first saying what you felt about the speech overall, and then you evaluated the content very precisely. And you were also able to give very clear rooms of improvement, and you suggested methods and manners where the speaker can improve themselves. And I thought that was very well organized and very well done. And I loved when you did a summation in the end, because a lot of evaluators don't take summation that seriously, but summation is something that all evaluators should do because you want to give that closure and you want the speaker to take away some of the key points that you highlighted in your evaluation. So I thought the fact that you did summation was very well done. And for the first time, you did a very well done and quite a very well organized evaluation in me. So keep that up. So for your future evaluations, mainly, I only have one point of recommendation I would like to offer, which is I noticed in a lot of times you were recapping what the speaker was saying or what the speech was all about. I think this is perfectly fine to do, but you want to be more cautious of how much of in-depth of recap you're giving. Because when you're giving a lot of recap, then it just sounds like you're recapping what the speaker said and that time can be used to present your analysis of what you felt. So moving on in your future evaluations, I think that is one thing you might want to consider. Don't recap a lot of things of what the speaker did. So overall, mainly, I think this was a very good evaluation to begin your evaluation journey in Toastmasters. And I look forward to see you evaluate in the future. And I hope my evaluation helped you. But that, thank you very much. Over to you, Sunny. Thank you, Danish. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now we have uh, learned so much, right? Especially, it's not easy to evaluate another evaluator. It takes a lot of skill. <laughs> because um, an evaluator is already very, um, very, how to say, they prepare very well for that evaluation to make sure it is a constructive one. So when it comes to an evaluator, to evaluate an, the evaluator itself, the evaluator need to actually segregate between the speaker and the evaluator. It's very complex, but you will reach this state when you evaluate another evaluator. If you got stuck, please call Dinesh. <laughs> All right, now, please vote for the best evaluator. And now we have come to the technical role players time to produce their reports 
this is also what we call as technical evaluation. Why is it technical? Technical in the sense that these technical role players were very observant and attentive just now, listening to each one of us, the way that we structure our sentence. So that's very technical. The way we use our time, remember that green, yellow, and red, that is very technical. And the other part is that, did we utter crutches? That is also technical. So how do we improve? Maybe some of our technical role player would suggest to us. So now, first up, let me invite um, the first technical role player, Gray Marion. Come on. Thank you so much, distinguished Toastmaster Sun Lee. So first of all, the word of the day is collaborate. So I will report on the use of the word of the day. Kuimin use it twice, Kao use it once, Jeff use it once. I counted the different forms of the word collaboration, collaborated is considered as one. Now, um, improvements in language. So a few things to take note is number one is the usage of Malay words on not different languages in an English setting. So be very careful about that. For example, tembak and goreng. So these words you can say, maybe you can say why not um, elaborate more or why not give some examples. So one example is that. Another problem in terms of language is the word of two. So uh, when you use the word two, the next word should be a root word. So example, uh, I love playing badminton, should be I love to play badminton or I love playing bowling, it should be I love to play bowling. And uh, one more thing to take note is in terms of the what do you call prepositions. So use the correct preposition. So it's like, for example, time passes on, it should be time passes by. Okay, uh, word usage, wrong word usage. There are two of them I'll highlight. Number one is committee around the neighborhood. It should be community around the neighborhood. And also one more should be fast thinking. It's not fast thinking, it should be quick thinking. And finally, pronunciation, I just detected one. Chernobyl, uh, I'm not so sure how Siva pronounce it, but it should be Chernobyl, Chernobyl or Chernobyl. Okay, now my good sentence structure, of course, the positive aspects of this meeting, I have my top five. So I'll announce who are the top five for my choosing. So fifth place goes to Sean, which is within the topic, around the topic, and out of the topic. There's a triple thread right there. So use three aspects. Fourth place for me goes to Kim Arfa, which is even though it was a painful memory, it was a memorable one. That is a very good sentence. Third place goes to Yuchin when he says, Zabar Library is the most Instagrammable library in University of Malaya. Brings back memories. Number second place goes to Iktifa, which is what is ethics? Ethics is a system that governs our behavior. I really love definitions. So really good usage of that. And finally, the first place winner of best center structure personally for me goes to it's been tough but i'll say i'll go to jeff which is standing on the shoulders of giants so that's all for my report back to random general evaluator wow thank you well done come on you even have the ranking <laughs> one two three four five very rare we have this uh, evaluation done in such a way very encouraging. Thank you very much. And I would like to see another technical role player who is none other than our art counter, Corys.
Everyone can see? Yes, can. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Madam General Evaluator. And for today's, the first one is band. The arm is two. And there's a two and two so. And that's all. For Kyle, there's a two arm, one a, and one repeated phrase going to. And Eugene, there's a three arm, three, uh, one a, and eleven so. And Minkang, one um, one and one so and one like. And Kim Alpha, one uh two um, one one repeated words right. And Jeff, two um, one like, one and one so. And Mohua, uh, one so. Eighty four, five so, a uh, two. What is it? You know. And one uh this one like. And one right. Sibau, four um, and four so, and three yeah, and sun and suddenly one um. Sean, and and mainly four uh four um, see uh, and one so, and Kim two actually. And in this meeting, there's a Kuimin have no speech crushes, Kenis, and uh. Sean, Dinesh, and I think that's all, uh, and Kamun. And I think that's all uh, for, uh, for me. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Paris. Very systematic, like what uh, Kamun mentioned in the chat box just now. Very systematic. And you are actually a very quick worker. <laughs> um, because your role didn't end before I introduced you. It was just after I introduced you and bah, PDF. Wow, amazing. <laughs> you can really do magic. A very round of applause to you. Well done, well done. <laughs> In my club, we impose penalty. For every crutch, we will charge 10 cents. <laughs> but now, we have no chance to charge 10 cents. What we did is that sometimes when the mood is right, we will say, hey, you. You have 10 pitch crutches. I want you to pull your ears 10 times. So you remember, don't repeat that. <laughs> All right. Um, our next session would be the general evaluation. <laughs> right, general evaluation, what can I say about the club? Uh, sorry, I think you yes. left out me. Oh, who is that? Yeah, it's timer. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I can reserve you to time me. Yeah, sure. No okay. problem. Right. Okay. Our timer is very flexible. Test number one. Pass. <laughs> right. The club has been established since 2007, right? It has been, wow, more than 10 years already. It is a very good club. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your first time seeing all the Toastmasters in UM Toastmasters Club. They have been a member for at least one year or two years or three years or more than that. Ben is quite new, but I saw him in action this year because I was in the run, Ashray run. And I was so amazed to see him on the stage delivering the welcoming speech, thank you speech, whatever speech. He took the stage successfully, amazing, really impressed. 
I'm not sure whether he was a natural speaker, but that day I can find that, wow, the organization of the speech was really clear. And you know what? Toastmasters not only teach you about public speaking, it teach you about mannerism. When you look at the agenda, right, it's just a piece of paper showing you the session number one is table topic, session number two is prepared speech, then after that evaluation. It's just a paper. So what is so interesting about this paper is about the people who enliven the spirit. You have all the people here tonight. All the speakers, evaluators, role players, the president, the ASAA, you name it. They are the people who make it a success. And how they do it, we always say that Toastmasters is not paid to do something. They manage to do it because they learn along the way. From zero to become hero. So today, ladies and gentlemen, if you are seeing this kind of format of learning for the first time, it is actually a very good eye-opener and you can consider to try it. Be a member. You will find that collaboration is so wonderful. Every one of us help each other. So in terms of the evaluation of today's meeting, I find that it is a very well-organized meeting, very well-planted. You have very good speakers like Mao Hua to introduce to you Pathway. You also have your Jeff. Jeff is the division director now. Four years, within four years. He inspired us, right? Yeah. He grew and now I am so proud of him. And you have Carmen. Carmen is the past area director. He served so many clubs. And he has a lot of experience with other clubs in UN. So these are the people who actually help advice, inspire all the members in Toastmasters Club in the club. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, I, I like to see UM Toastmasters Club members because they are very genuine. They, they really want to learn. They really want to help. And they're really friendly. Like you see the table topic master today, she is so creative. She is so creative that she really can attract you to pick up the topic. Very easy topic and it allows you to express. And I can see a lot of uh, good speakers here from all the non-postmasters. Like for example, Alpha, right? Kim Alpha. You have, a very, you have a very good voice. It's like a material to be a lawyer. I'm not sure this is your uh, major or not law, I'm not sure, but you have a very good voice. People like Kenneth, Kenneth, you're very sporting, very good. You, all these people, right, they already have it. All the non-postmasters, you already have your strength in public speaking, just that it is in you. Let Toastmasters platform unleash your potential. And to tell you the truth, Pathway is a new syllabus, it allows us to explore more and the pandemic is not 100% cancerous. <laughs> Sibao, your myth, cancer doesn't kill actually, right? Why I say that is because, because of pandemic, we are forced to meet virtually 
and this has become a skill in the real world because i am i am from hr in the real world when we interview people virtually we will assess not only the content but the way they actually interact how they interact the eye contact right how confident they are to showcase their capability so remember toastmasters teaches about mannerism public speaking yeah that actually helps you in your life and i would like to applaud um, um toastmasters club again for conducting such a successful event so hopefully you have more friends more new friends after today and uh, together you all can enjoy the roti banje <laughs> in a physical distancing manner right thank you very much for having me and i really want to know how much time that i've taken back to you timer our timer today is a very good uh, timer because i've seen him i think i think i've seen him in action her her lean right yes yes the time is yours Salim. thank you so much og thank you everyone this is my timer report let me time myself yes first our meeting started at 7 and 03 pm next up start with our saa toastmaster band allocated time one minute time taken one minute 56 seconds our president band allocated time four minutes time taken three minutes 14 seconds our toastmaster of the evening creaming allocated time eight minutes time taken eight minutes 47 seconds next up is our table topic session our first speaker creaming allocated for your information for all table topic speaker allocated time is was two minutes toastmaster creaming took 2 minutes 18 seconds. Our next speaker, Ming Kang, took 2 minutes 13 seconds. Our third speaker, Kenneth, took 1 minute 35 seconds. Our last speaker, Kim Arfa, took 1 minute 59 seconds. Next is our exclusive speaker. Toastmaster Jeff, expected time 7 minutes. Time taken, 7, seven minutes 10 minutes. Uh, sorry, seven minutes, 10 seconds. Next, our Toastmaster Mohua, allocated time 15 minutes, allocated time taken 11 minutes, 58 seconds. Next is our prepare speech speaker, Toastmaster Itipa, time allocated seven minutes, time taken seven minutes, 29 seconds. Our next speaker, Sibao, time allocated 20 minutes, time taken 30 minutes. Next is our evaluators. First evaluator, Sean. Allocated time, five minutes. Time taken, five minutes, 15 seconds. The next evaluator, Min Lee. Time allocated, three minutes. Time taken, three minutes, 29 seconds. Next is our speaker, Kim. Sorry, evaluators, Kim. Time allocated, three minutes as well. Time taken, three minutes, 30 seconds. Next is our last evaluator, Dinesh. Time allocated three minutes, time taken only two minutes and one second. Lastly, our grammarian, Kamun, time allocated five minutes. He only took two minutes and 13 seconds. Our R. Carter Paris, time allocated three minutes, 
T2, 1 minute 27 seconds. And lastly, our GE, time allocated 8 minutes, time taken 5 minutes 38 seconds. And for me, allocated time 3 minutes, time taken 2 minutes 42 seconds. Thank you so much. Back to you, our GE. Yes. All right, five minutes. Uh, just nice. <laughs> just nice. All right. Um, yeah, I would like to have a final words before I pass to the Toastmaster of the evening. Uh, I forgot to give my comments about the Toastmaster of the evening. So sorry about that. Uh, Carl is a very energetic person. He is fun. Because uh, if you have physical meeting, wow, the he has he has the capability of bringing up the atmosphere of the meeting. So I would like to uh, share my opinion about Toastmaster of the evening role. Toastmaster of the evening role, like what Benjamin said, is equivalent to MC. So why is this skill important? Is that we have evolved, our world has evolved. Lots of people need to speak. And you may be required to do the MC job for your company one day. If you are given the opportunity with your Toastmaster skills, it would just like a peanut. So for those of you who have not tried on Toastmaster of the evening role, Please take up. It's difficult at the beginning, but it is enjoyable at the end. So with this, I pass the control to the Toastmasters of the evening, Carl. Thank you very much to our general evaluator and for your kind words. I can't help but say thank you, thank you, thank you. And on behalf of the team right here in University Malaya Toastmasters Club, we are very, very happy to have you as our general evaluator for tonight's meeting. Again, uh, fellow Toastmasters and our guests, please give a big round of applause to Toast distinguished Toastmaster Isan Lee. Now, for everything sweet, they must come and end. With this last session, I would like to finally have a small part of this meeting to announce winners for tonight's speech. Now we have two parts where there are winners announced. The first part will be the table topic session. So without any more delay, I would like to ask some of you to unmute yourself and do what we call a, a drum roll. So for some Toastmasters and also guests, if you want to join in, please unmute yourself. And I will call drum roll for the best table topic for tonight in University of Malaya Toastmaster goes to... Although I do not know what that entails. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you. you did a good job. Yeah, so it's a good pat on your back. Next thank up, you. thank you. Next up, we would like to announce the best evaluator for tonight's evaluation session. 
So, drum rolls, please. Surprise, we have a tie. The winners are, plural, Distinguished Toastmaster Dinesh and Toastmaster Sean King. Yay! Wow, powerhouse, powerhouse. Ah. So, with that, I would sadly say I have to bid goodbye, but before I pass my session to the, the president for his closing remark, I would like to first quickly summarize what happened today. Fantastic table topic session by our very cute and beautiful Toastmaster Yuchin. Then we move on to a great sharing session by our Toastmaster, uh, Toastmaster Jeff Ng, as well as uh, the uh, Toastmaster uh, Hua. Then after that, we learn a lot about philosophy and uh, who's right, who's wrong, and then moving on to ethics. And then we learn a lot from cancer. Overall today, we learn a lot. And that's what a University Malaya Toastmaster is about, to learn from each other. And with the help from our general evaluator, we also learn how kindness can really motivate us to become a better version of ourselves. Now, I would like to pass control to our president, Toastmaster Benjamin. Thank you very much, Carl. So ladies and gentlemen, now is the uh, announcement time, but I would like to change this session into a Q&A session so that we can know what are the questions that uh, our fresh students have. So just now, Mohan, just now Mohan did ask us a question inside the chat box and his question was, will there be any cert if we join the Toastmasters pathway and if yes, will the cert be useful in our career? So Jeff, I would like to invite Jeff to answer to Mohan's question. Over to you, Jeff. All right, thank you so much, Mr. President uh, Ben. And to answer your question, Mohan, I, I break, I actually I will break this answer into a few parts first. Yeah? So the first thing is, does Toastmasters provide cert? My answer would be yes, in a virtual form. And in fact, when, when you achieve a distinguished Toastmaster, which is the highest education program in Toastmasters International, you will have a very special cert for you, right? Um, aside from that, they also have uh, virtual certs dedicated from level one to level five. Yeah? So that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question, whether or not is it useful to the career, um, I believe Distinguished Toastmaster suddenly has already answered part of the part of your inquiries because like when you met with the HR or the companies that is going to interview you, the first thing are, the first thing that we observing you is first is the content, but the second thing is also it's the way you conduct your your mannerism, the way that you talk to the interviewers and things like that. So I wouldn't say the cert is a guarantee to, for your resume, but you can include that as a written form in your resume to, know, to show that you actually joined Toastmasters before, right? But of course, when you write your resume that you joined Toastmasters, you make sure that you perform as a Toastmaster, right? Because like, it's very important to demonstrate your skills in front of your interviewer. And especially if they know that you are a Toastmaster, they will expect more of you actually. So I, I hope that could answer, or rather my input can actually answer your questions regarding to whether or not the search actually has carried any weight in, uh, in interviewing or things like that, right? 
um, if you are un you're still unsure, you can always have a one-on-one -on -one chat with me or with the rest of the Toastmasters members. Yeah. Okay. Over to you, Ben. All right. Thank you, Jeff, for explaining about the question. So, is there any other question from your floor? I would take that as a no. So, uh, now I would like to have some interaction with our guests. Okay, just for the. Uh, just get to know more about you guys. So I would like to invite maybe Ming Kang. Ming Kang, can you introduce yourself and let us know more about what are your thoughts about tonight's meeting? Sure. I can you guys hear me clearly? Because I think my yeah, fan is yeah. a bit noisy. Can you hear me clear? Yeah. Can, okay. So just now I was received, I received a message from Benjamin, I guess, when I was in my journey, my philosophical journey with, with the first presenter. So I get interrupted, but anyway, I would like to introduce a bit about myself. I'm Ming Kang, currently in the first year, first semester, studying in University of Malaya, taking course of Bachelor of Science in Physics. So it's in science, uh, science faculty. So this is my first time. Actually, this is my second time joining Toastmaster. I was, I had a session, a Toastmaster session when I was in secondary, which is a two day sessions. So this is my second time joining this Toastmaster. So as a guest, I feel like I noticed um, this Toastmaster is very um, systematic. I noticed you guys have the meeting, meeting PDF every time um, before the meeting started. So it was very, very detailed. The PDF is very detailed. So I like that systematic. And the professionalism you guys have shown to me is very, very good. Like the, the, the those are the evaluator, the speakers, the way they announce, the way they pass the mics to the speaker and evaluators and so on. So I feel this whole session is very, not very casual, but very something that is a little bit um, professional compared to my Toastmasters session uh, back in my secondary school. Um, so currently I'm staying in, in my home. So actually I'm from Penang. So any people from Penang, we can meet up somewhere sometimes. <laughs> and I haven't been to University of Malaya yet, so I hope I can go there probably the next semester. So can't wait to see you guys then. All right. so that's all for me. Back to you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing about yourself. And yeah, you you can always meet us up in the next meeting also. Our next meeting is on two weeks after today. 
And next, I would like to also invite, due to time constraint, I would like to invite two more um, fresh students only. May I invite Joshua? Joshua, I saw you having your camera on, so I would like to invite you so you can have uh, an opportunity to speak in our meeting. Joshua, over to you. Okay, uh, thank you, Benjamin, for passing me the stage. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is uh, Joshua. I'm from Negeri Sembilan. I'm a year one student currently taking electrical engineering in UM. Uh, so overall for tonight's session, I actually quite enjoyed, you know, like we have diverse speakers, each and everyone having different points of view regarding the topics they say. Uh, I actually like how Kim Afa, when she was uh, talking back about how her seniors treated her during her orientation time, like it's something memorable. I, I like the way how she presented this, that storytelling kind of tone in it, you know. I, and uh, besides that, I also like the way how the evaluators, they um, evaluate on each and every because it tells you where is your weaknesses, where you can change and uh, where you can improve so you can be a much more better speaker. And uh, lastly, I like to also say that through this session, it makes me also, it makes me feel like uh, wanting to speak also during one of the slot sessions. So if there is a chance, then I'll just grab it. Yep. Okay. All right, thank you, Joshua. I'm thank glad you. I invited you to speak since you like to speak in our meeting also, right? Um, I mean, I just, how should I say this? Uh, I'm actually quite nervous when it comes to speaking, you know, especially when it's physical, physically speaking. So um, that's why I joined this club to gain more confidence. Huh? So I can... I see, I see. So um, Joshua, later, Shilin will contact you regarding the membership and you, you can um, register over there. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, thank you. Next, I would like to also invite um, YC Yao. YC Yao, actually, um, when the camera is small, I, I notice YC Yao looks some sort of similar to Sean. <laughs> Sean is also our member evaluator just now. Yeah, so YC, can you um, introduce yourself in short and let us know your thoughts about Toastmaster? My pleasure. Uh, good evening, everybody. My name is Yao. I'm a fourth-year student from the law faculty. I'm going through my second degree, so what? I, so I am what you would call a matured student, which means I'm a student who has working experience. When I was in EY, I heard about the Toastmasters Club, but I did not get a chance to join them. Do you know that speech crutches are really something that helps develop good habits? My previous mentor had uh, uh, what you call a dollar jar, but actually we count it as uh, 10 cents each time I use the word um and er. And I have contribu contributed quite a bit uh, through that bad habit. I have several of my own bad habits that I'm actually still working on. And I think Toastmasters is a great way to make new friends and practice social skills. I often tell people that I'm introverted because I have, uh, I have to make a great effort in order to present well. But what I do requires me to be in the spotlight often. And I take every opportunity to practice when I can. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet all of you today. Thank you. Thank you, YC. Yeah. Um... It's a, Toastmaster is a good way for us to learn, especially for me because I don't know, sometimes I'm quite awkward when, when it comes to speaking. So I take this opportunity to practice, try to not, not be so awkward. Yeah. 
And then that comes to, I mean, we, we don't have time already since we are actually over time by 30 minutes. <laughs> it don't usually happens like this, but today we have quite a lot of speakers and we have a lot of interactions going on. So we are sort of a little bit over time. Yeah, so I would like to quickly announce just one thing. So just one announcement from my side is that uh, if you are non-Toastmasters and you are looking to join Toastmasters, we have a subsidized membership program that you can apply in our Facebook page. You can have all the details over there. And we have 50% of membership fees covered. And it is sponsored by our alumni from our club. So yeah, so if you have any question regarding that, you can always ask us inside the Facebook page or inside the WhatsApp group. And we will always update the meetings inside the WhatsApp group that you all are inside. So that's it for my announcement. And Jeff has one more announcement regarding Star Speaker Seminar. Over to you, Jeff. Uh, thank you so much again, Ben. Uh, let me share. Can I share something or rather share a screen? Okay, Jeff, you can share it now. All right, sure. Give me a moment. All right, uh, can you see my WhatsApp message about Jasmine Wong? So, yeah, thanks, Ben. Right, so this is Distinguished Toastmaster Jasmine, and she'll be presenting a very interesting uh, series, which we call it as a Star Speaker Series. So usually in Toastmasters, this is, uh, this is one of the webinars that is usually limited to members. But for this month's webinar is actually open to public. So in other words, non-Toastmasters can actually join this and actually learn on, on what are the various workshops and various events that's been going on in Toastmasters, right? Especially in District 51. And this person, distinguished Toastmaster Jasmine Leong, I just, just browsed through her profile a little bit. She's actually a former national uh, swimmer. Uh, she's also a coach in training. Right, as you can see a profile here, she's currently a uh, one of the trainers at the John Maxwell Center, right? And she actually teaches people on how to be to become a person with influence. So if you have the time, let's say on this Sunday, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., you can actually join uh, at the Zoom for free. And if you're interested to know more, you can actually contact the club president, Mrs. Ben, uh, or any one of us. If we have the link, we will share it to you. And apart from, um, apart from this, right, another thing is that in case you want to know how Mas Mahadi looks like for, for, for information, Mas Mahadi's face is not Mahadi's son, it's a, it's a different, different Mahadi, so give me a moment here. It wasn't supposed to be revealed yet, but I just share it. Um, okay. Right, so Toastmasters actually has a lot of benefits here. So we have like cloud officer trainings going on for the cloud officers. Um, in terms of the contest, so this guy here uh, is Masmade. Right? So he is a, a Region 13 champion and this contest is just only like uh, over on the recent August 26th. So there are a lot of things actually happen in Toastmasters where the international speech contest. And Susan is also my fellow colleague fellow air director for the previous term and she won the outstanding air director for division w right so all of this will be released in the division w news newsletter very very soon and there are also a lot of uh, things going on okay. officers um uh, campaigns as well as the virtual contest 
are international convention. So even our international convention has gone virtual instead of physical this year, right? So these are the things that will happen from time to time if you are a Toastmaster member and you are interested, feel free to join in because Toastmasters membership really give you a lot of benefits in terms of communication and leadership skills. Yeah, with that, thank you so much. Back to you, Ben. All right, thank you, Jeff, for sharing. And now it comes to the end of the meeting. And due to time constraint, I'll keep the closing speech short, very short. Just give me 30 seconds and we are done. And thank you, everyone, for joining tonight's meeting. And just now, at the peak of our participant number, we have 65 participants today. And yeah, thank you all for joining us. And I believe most of you know Toastmasters through the Siswa Mail or through the virtual online booth. And you all registered and really take out your time to join us. Thank you for your time. And I would like to congratulate you because you made your time, I mean, you made use of your time very well by joining Toastmasters and to improve yourself. And that's it. So if you guys are interested to join us again for the next meeting, you can always have our updates from the WhatsApp group. And if you would like to join to become a member, there's no deadline of becoming a member, but we encourage you to join as soon as possible so that you can make the most out of your uni life. Yeah, you can always contact Helene from the agenda or you can just ask inside the WhatsApp group. And that's it for tonight. Thank you all for joining and I'm sorry for the delay of 30 minutes of tonight's meeting. It don't usually happen. I'll make sure that it won't happen again. Yeah, so thank you again. Have a good rest and I won't close the meeting room. And if you have any question, can ask Sibao over here. Yeah, that's it for tonight. See you guys next time. And have a great week. See you. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you for coming here. Okay. I haven't eaten also. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Bye, Tasi. Promoting Tasi, promoting Tasi. Thank you, thank you. Hello again, listeners. Congratulations, you have made it to the end of the episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed the recording. To learn more about University Malaya Toastmasters Club, visit our website, linktree.com slash umtmc. It's linktree.com slash umtmc. See you again in the next episode. Bye-bye.